last time I saw you, like I think it was at a dawn, you were doing like um you're doing the log press. But you looked not like I'm not gonna say you looked weak, but you looked uh <laughs> like you no, were focusing on something how, else. Tell me how it is. No, you look at like you were focusing on something else at the time, but now you you've you've progressed into something else over the last few months. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about, really, like well, like the last few months, I should say the last couple of years now, because you tried to do the Hyundai 16 cars. Yeah, yeah, it's been a big kind of, yeah, 16, 18 months now where, yeah, all that focus has been on um, Hyundai Help for Kids and and going for that world record with Guinness for the most cars pulled by a man. So, yeah, yeah, it's funny, like I haven't even, I think I've done one session on like a seat of log yeah. um, in the last year because it just hasn't, Strongman hasn't and been a that was the last in terms time. of like traditional yeah. competition, and um, I got into the yoke the other week, and I was like, "Oh, man, this feels good." And then you forget how uncomfortable a yoke is, and but then it comes back to you so quickly. Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, this, I like this." So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back to some regular strongman stuff. Yeah, because that was the last time I saw you. Actually, was I just remember that because I remember you were talking about it then about doing like a Guinness World Record attempt. So I think that, that was probably like your last strongman session I saw you at. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it, it would have been because it was one of those ones where I knew I needed to throw absolutely everything I had at that. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of give it the respect that a yeah, world record deserves more than anything. Yeah. Um, and then with Hyundai, it's very much, you know, especially at the start, it was a lot of planning, a lot of meeting, a lot of hypothetical, a lot of... Yeah, 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 but not a firm commitment. Then I knew that I had to kind of be ready to go yeah. once we did get everything kind of signed off and agreed on and ready to roll. Yeah. Um, and so it was one of those ones kind of got ready and then, yeah, we went for the record um, and then, you know, didn't get it. Yeah. Um, so with Guinness, the, the rules around that particular record, it's you've got to pull them for five metres. Yeah. Um, and that measurement's done from the rear car. And I think on... Um, last year's attempt, I only managed something like you know just under a meter. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yes, someone left the handbrake on on the first attempt, not ideal. Um, but <laughs> I still, still had, pulled it. I still had two. <laughs> no, I still had two good shots though. Yeah. Uh, and it was just one of those ones. I just wasn't strong enough. Yeah. Um, and the, yes, there were technical things that could have been improved on, which we did for this year in terms of the surface and the way that the cars were lined up. Whereas. Last year it was more a case of, well, if that's all we've got, then it's either we do that or we do nothing. And yeah. well, we might as well do something. Yeah. Um, and then that's been, for me, probably the last year's been hands down the most fulfilling year of my life. Wow. Um, working with Hyundai Help for Kids and specifically raising money for these children's charities with um, Little Wing, Sydney Children's Hospital Foundation and Ronald McDonald House. Yeah. Um, you know, the work that the three of them do is beyond outstanding. Yeah. Um, and during COVID and lockdowns and pandemic and all that crazy stuff, they've still had to operate. Yeah. Um, you know, cancer doesn't stop. No, of course Pandemia not. It doesn't yeah. stop. It's like everything um, just stops on like, you know, on a pandemic. No, Life still keeps going. Things are going to happen. It just makes it harder for those guys to get the care that they need. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, when we went for the record last year and we didn't get it, and everyone was gutted and the fundraising was okay. I think we're up to about seven and a half, eight grand at the time. Yeah. Um, which was nowhere near what we were kind of hoping we'd get. We didn't get as much corporate support as we thought 
would probably come on board yeah. for that day. Um, but then after the attempt, I was at the pub having lunch with the wife and I get a message from Kathy, who is Ava's mum. Um, and Ava's now, what, seven years old? Yeah. Um, and she's now five years clear. But at yeah. two years old, she was diagnosed with this really rare form of leukemia. Yeah. And that took 98% of her bone marrow. Okay. Yeah, two yeah. years old then. Yeah, like, <laughs> two-year-old doesn't deserve that shit. No, man. <laughs> um, yeah, she's got a big family. I think she's got sort of five or six sisters and mum and dad. And they live on a farm out past Forbes. And, you know, Little Wings literally saved their life. And yeah. the, the message I got from her was... Along the lines of, you know, when they were flying home that her and Ava were talking and it kind of sunk into Ava and she was like, oh, well, if Troy used to be sick and was in hospital and can do that, then like, I could do that too. Yeah. In five years that she'd kind of seen that spark yeah. in her eye. Um, and I'm at the pub with the wife and I've got this message. I just started bawling my eyes out. Yeah. And, and he's just like, oh, what's wrong? I'm like, no, no, they're happy tears. And I just held the phone and just gave it to her. And she's like, oh, she's like, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. She's like, you, you changed that girl's life. Like, don't worry about the record and the fundraising. She's like, that's why you're here, right? You want to make a difference. And I yeah. was like, yeah. And it was that moment I just went, I'm done. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to compete. I'm, so I'm not retiring. From strongman, yeah, I'm 100. I'm going to compete at some point again, so yeah, we're not going to have that conversation. But for now, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure we get that 30 grand. Yeah, and then literally, I rang the guys from Hyundai the next day, and was just like, keep the fundraising open. I've got some ideas. Yeah, just let TC be TC. Um, as you know, I love my strongman. I love stuff that's on what I call like the spectacle. Yeah. The stuff that you look at and just go, what the Yeah, the, that's what everybody thinks strong man. Pulled a boat as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was hectic. <laughs> Southern Swan, man. Uh, yeah. So yeah, she's an old 220-ton tall ship. Um, and, you know, Grant Edwards, and um, he did that famous arm over arm back in 96 or 95 in the exact same spot. Yeah. Um, with the bounty, which is about 385 ton. Yeah. Um, and so I spoke to Grant. I was like, I've got a really cool idea and I've got a great opportunity, um, but I want your blessing because yeah. I don't want to do what you did. I think that should that deserves to just stand on its own and yeah. should never be touched and never try to be replicated. I'm like, but everything I'm doing is about pulling. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to do something real similar, but with my own twist and do it with a rope and harness, which yeah. hasn't been done. Um, yeah, I've seen some guys in Russia and the Ukraine do some crazy stuff. <laughs> and, you know, we're in the peak of lockdown. Yeah. And got in touch with the guys from Sydney Harbour Tall Ships and they're just like, yeah, we're in. Like, <laughs> what do you want to do? And then we're like, okay. Well, I had a chat to the guys from the Today Show and they were like, yeah, we'll cover it. We'll come to a weather cross. And it was like, great. So I went down. Secret test. Uh, and that was probably my favorite thing yeah. in the last year was the test day with the <laughs> ship because we're in the peak of lockdown uh, during New South Wales health, just to make sure, Hey, are we okay to do this? Are we not going to break any rules? And really didn't feel like getting fined five grand to pull a ship. Yeah. Um, and the girl was like, 
Okay, so where do you live? And we worked out the radius. Like, okay, we were thinking of 10 kilometers at that stage. So that's absolutely fine. Um, she's like, I guess, technically speaking for you, yes, it would be exercise. Yeah. So that's fine. <laughs> um, and she's like, as long as you haven't got anyone else with you on the land, mm. that's fine. And then there's different regulations for the guys that are on the ship and yeah. in the water. So it was the most bizarre thing, this Friday morning, setting up in the dark and literally just waiting for the sun to rise. There's nobody <laughs> around Circular Key. It's literally just me, the captain on the ship, and a guy at the front of the ship to give him a safety signal yeah. as to you know where he needs to put the ship back in reverse. <laughs> and so we do the ship pull and it moves and we're like, oh, awesome. And then we just hear this one person just going... <laughs> And there's literally this guy over on the other side out the front of the hotel down there at the rocks and he's obviously caught on to what was going on and yeah. just decided I'm going to watch this and then realised then just this empty <laughs> sound. There's absolutely nothing. And then this one guy just clapping at the end and we're like, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the next week we were meant to be live on the Today Show. Yeah. Um, but then later that day, oh, sorry, that, that weekend on the Sunday, um, was when Gladys then put in those really tight restrictions, the five kilometres and the yeah, curfews yeah. and all of that stuff. And we all had a conference call on the Monday and just went, it's probably not the best time to do this right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's park that. Yeah. Um, and so we parked it. It was one of those ones was like, okay, we've done the test. We're all land. We're ready to go. Um, I was trying to do some sort of makeshift training um, in the office just to kind of keep strength at some kind of level. Yeah. Because um, gyms obviously were closed then and, so I had like chains around my neck and a dumbbell on each end of the chain and just trying to squat and just punch reps out and overhead press with a chain instead of a barbell. And yeah. You just do what you got to do, right? But yeah, that's, that's it, man. And so it was just that kind of, yeah, we're treading water and going through the motions and just waiting for the day that we're kind of back to normal. Yeah. And in the back of my head, all I'm thinking is, and I hope I get a couple of weeks gym training before we do this ship again. <laughs> and then I got the phone call on like a Monday. It was like, hey, can we do it this Friday? And it was just like, yeah, sure, no worries. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rang, rang Marty, hey, uh, today's show is good to go. Can we do Friday? And he's just like, yeah. He goes, we're better to do it now before we go back into operation because then we'll just be too busy. We might not be able to do it at all. Yeah. And I'm just like, let's go for it. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> hell, you know, just sit, man. This is the whole strong man thing right there. It's like, fuck it, let's just do it. You let's know? do it. Let's do yeah. it. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> and, you know, that whole week, I, the sleep was absolute rubbish. Um, and it wasn't until, it was the night before, it was the only night I got a good sleep. Every other night, I was having these nightmares like the ship didn't move. I fell in the water and... Like, stuff just went completely horribly wrong. Yeah. And then, yeah, the night of the actual pull, I went to sleep and woke up. I was like, oh, yeah, no, we're fine. Yeah. This is yeah. Uh, this is going to do its thing. It's going to move. It's going to be great. It's going to be good TV. We're going to raise a bit more money. Um, and then that worked really well. Yeah. Uh, it's like, when I saw that, I, to be honest, man, to see you do that, it kind of, like, it is inspiring. It is, it, and it brings a light to strong men like in a different way because like when to see you do it and especially like kind of just off the cuff you just sort of did it but you've mentally prepared yourself for it like that's what it was like that's you know to the whole week before you've shit sleep i think that's like what everybody goes through even before a comp they go through that period of like fuck you know what if i don't do this what if i don't do that and then the night of is like you just come to this peace like he's like yeah that's it you know what tomorrow's the day 
just got to get it done. Yeah. You know? and, and that's it. I mean, a lot of the stuff I've done in the last year as well, a lot of that's either been recorded yeah. to be on TV or it's been actual live TV. Yeah. Um, and that was probably one of the first things I had to accept was failure. Yeah. Um, and when we first talked about the record, it was like, well, what does success look like? And funny enough, success never looked like the record. No. We all agreed it was all about the fundraising and the awareness. Yeah. Um, that was our main objective. And if we could get the records along the way, well, hey. Yeah. <laughs> that's a nice bonus. But yeah, exactly. I still had to, from an athlete kind of mindset, I still had to come to peace with, what if this all goes to shit? Mm. And I look like a complete idiot. Yeah. Am I okay with that? Yeah. And that was probably the first part I had to wrestle with. And I was like, yeah, because it's not about me. Yeah. It's a higher purpose. Yeah, it's a bigger purpose than just you. It's so much bigger than me. Yeah. It's so much bigger than Strongman. It is, I'm just a vessel that seemed to talk to one or two of the right people. And we just kind of went, hey, I've got a crazy idea. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it done. <laughs> you want to have a crack. And, yeah. you know, so the more media stuff I've done, the more I've got comfortable with that. And yeah. You know, last year, that was probably the hardest part, was trying to build those media connections and, yeah, literally, you know, old school sales calls kind of thing where yeah. you're just picking up the phone and cold calling and going like, hey, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm trying to achieve X. And yeah, because uh, you've been on TV a few times now, haven't you? Like, I know definitely the two carpools. Yeah, we, yeah. we've got some... <laughs> I've been blown away, to be honest, with yeah. the media coverage we've got. Um, almost every poll I've done, we've had covered with seven and nine news. Yeah, um, I've done a couple of things live with Sunrise. I've done a couple of exclusive interview stuff with Seven News for like the National Bulletin, yeah. um, and then yeah, we've had two or three things with the Today guys and another part with Today Extra. Yeah. Um, had stuff with ABC. Um, guys from Fox Sports have been amazing. I've uh, been on the back page a couple of times in the last year. Yeah, and, you know, that for me was like yes, made the back page. Yeah. Uh, you know, just that little sport gig inside. Yeah. It. <laughs> um, you know, like they gave me champ of the week last year and I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't, I didn't get a record, but I'm the champ of the week. Yeah. Man. Um, so, you know, that was kind of cute. And then, yeah, it's one of those ones. I don't know. People just, they, they brought in the story and then ironically, because we didn't get the record last year, I think that was actually the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. Because it made me go, no, no, we're getting that money. And off the back of that. I just started to get creative and be like, well, what can we pull? Yeah. And knowing that I wanted stuff that visually looked spectacular, that was going to be a challenge for me, but an achievable challenge. Yeah. I didn't want stuff that was going to be like, okay, we're going to go and pull a hundred ton train. Uh, sorry, a hundred ton truck. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm physically, I'm probably not strong enough at the moment to do that. And it's probably going to take me a year or two to get to that. Yeah. So it was like, well, what can I do? So we, you know, I looked at stuff like, well, what if we put a tow truck on top of a tow truck with a four-wheel drive at the top and create like a pyramid? Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Let's see how that goes. Oh, that works well. Um, you know, well, what if we do, instead of one bus, what if we do two tied yeah. together? <laughs> um, you know, can we do three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what about a couple of concrete trucks? Um, stuff that you just look at and go, oh, man, that's... Yeah, the, the visually awe-inspiring, like the, the things that when people look at it, no one can do that. No, when we, did the, when we did the tow truck pyramid, yeah. um, Joey's kid, he's eight years old, he's like, how are you going to do that? He's like, you can't do that. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll get challenged. Yeah. So not only did I pull the thing, 
um, and just blew that that kid's mind out. <laughs> he's just like, what? No way. Yeah. And he's like, oh, do you reckon I could do it? I'm like, yeah, of course you can. It might take you eight years of training, but yeah. you can do it. <laughs> um, and then, you know, and that was when I had a crack at pushing it. Yeah. And then it, I pushed it for a couple of meters. And I was like, oh, we, we might be a shot here. Because one of the records I'd found and put into the back of my mind was for the heaviest truck pushed over 100 feet. Yeah. And I was like, huh. 100 feet, that's about 30-odd meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30.94. Yeah. 30. yeah. To, to be exact. Yeah. Um, so I got in touch with the guys from the Brisbane Truck Show. Yeah. Um, I got in touch with the guys from Daimler, um, who'd been amazing. So the guys at Daimler Huntingwood, um, Mark and his guys, they'd let me come out there whenever I needed to for training. Um, it's a bit hard to tee up trucks for training, I've noticed. Used to be. Not, not so much now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, our group chat's hilarious because the guys love like, oh, yeah, you got a truck guy, you got a bus guy, now you got a ship guy, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I like, got a rope guy, you know, like, you got everything you got to need. Because yeah, it's a hard thing. Like, I remember even trying to train for truck pulling for comps like a few years back. I mean, I haven't seen a truck pull, uh, a truck pull, you know, in a long time in any comp, which is so hard to organize. You know, and, and the best thing is like the, the trucking community are some of the best people you'll ever meet. Yeah, um, I, I've touch wood. I, I almost never get a no. Yeah, um, and I've had everything from like complete randoms that are literally on a work site during lockdown at the end of my street, yeah. where I've gone, "Hey guys, like I'm training. Any chance I could come and pull the truck, the tipper that you've got at some point?" Yeah, <laughs> it's like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> well, you think you can? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, when do you <laughs> want to do it? Tomorrow? Okay, we'll see you here six in the morning. <laughs> Great, done. Yeah, well, um, it's that easy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Maybe I'm gonna try a bit harder. <laughs> just gonna ask some questions. <laughs> yeah. um, that's one thing I've learned the last year. Like, don't ask, don't get. Yeah. Um, and some of the crazy stuff that, yeah, you know, like I never thought I'd be pulling a ship in circular keg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, even when I saw that, I was like, "Am I watching this right?" I yeah. couldn't believe it. Like, honestly, it was like just like, "Wow, he's actually pulling a ship across." That's, that's <laughs> the, the the one <laughs> event that I've done that the wife's like. If you want to get the picture blown up and framed and put up in the house, you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's when you're like, okay, this must be good. <laughs> yeah. It's it was impressive. <laughs> I remember just watching. I go, this is this is a batch of crazy idea, but this is great. Yeah. You know, like because it's the craziness. That's what people when again when they think of strongman, they think of the crazy. You know, like, and that's what that kind of what got me into strongman. To be honest, was those like you know the whole idea of pulling a truck and. You know, just doing things that people are like, that's impossible. It's like, well, hold my beer. I'm going to fucking do it. You know, that's what for me, Strongman is. And to see you doing that, especially like on whether it be live TV or whatever it is, and for charity, that's exactly to me what Strongman is. It's about the community. It's about giving back. We're just big boys with big hearts. That's what it is. You that's know? exactly it, though. It's like, you know. I guess I look at me and it's like, oh, the big guy, oh. Yeah. But then they actually talk to me, they realize, oh, he's just a giant teddy bear. Yeah. Like, that, this guy is just. Yeah. Because, like, like the times. <laughs> yeah, the times <laughs> I met you in the gym where you're yelling at people, like, you know, but you're motivating them. You're like, you fucking left it, you know. Yeah, just fucking do it. Stop being a pussy. Like, yeah. come on, commit. Like, and then, yeah, the, the first time they also they give you a cuddle and we'll have a chat, we'll have a laugh. Yeah. And, you know, I think I'm kind of lucky in terms of, like, I've been doing strongman. This week was eight years since my first comp. 
Oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's been about seven years for myself. Yeah, and, you know, so I kind of, I feel like I grew up in Strongman at the right time. Yeah. I would have liked it probably a couple of years earlier. I would have loved, absolutely loved to have competed with guys like Biggie and Wells and Boyer and yeah. and been able to learn from those guys really directly yeah. in, in competition. Um, but, you know, I started out, we had the Sydney Strongman series. And, yeah. you know, Paddy did a great job with that. And, you know, they had like novice, intermediate and advanced. It yeah. wasn't based on weight class. No, exactly. So, I remember you know, that. guys like Darren Lang were winning the Sydney series, weighing 90 kilos up against guys like Ben Simpson that were 140. Yeah. Um, you know, guys like, you know, Miles Crane. Miles is probably sitting about 130, 140 back then. And, you know, they were strong boys. And the best thing was it was always, like the events were always creative. Yeah. But they were always awkward. Yeah. And no one really gave a shit if they won or lost. It was like, yeah, we, we, we want to kind of win, but yeah. we really just want to catch up. And Yeah, it was a community. That's what got me, That the Sydney Strongman series, that was what I, I it's the good memories. Yeah. I did like, I think I did the last three of them before they stopped, like, you know, before there was, it was no more. But those three, I was like, this is what it's all about, you know. And those guys I still see around every now and then. You know, I've got them on Instagram. I follow them, you know. Might yeah, drop them a line every the thing, now the and then. The guys are like, you know, Miles is still training and competing. Um, Mick's still training and competing. And then, you know, him, Matt and Beck opened PDC MacArthur. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of, you know, came out of the back of Camden Strongman. And that was yeah. like a real close-knit kind of crew. Yeah. Uh, and then we used to joke that, like, I was their cousin because I kind of had my own training that I kind of did where I lived and then I'd see the guys at comp and every now and again we'd head out to Paddy's little farm and, and <laughs> do some training stuff and yeah but it was fun and it was challenging and Paddy really instilled into you that it didn't matter what you lifted yeah what mattered was that you gave it a hundred percent yeah and you gave it your heart yeah and that's something for me I guess I kind of just started to do naturally and intrinsically kind of was where I was at. And, you know, my first comp, I think I zeroed five out of the six events. Yeah. Um, and I remember there was one point where <laughs> like the third or fourth one and I was <laughs> no, no go trying to press this like 50 kilo gas cylinder. <laughs> and I still remember clear as day, Patty going, you know, like, oh, guys, like give me some encouragement. Yeah, it's not easy when it's your first comp. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. But that was probably a defining moment where I was like, man, I can't believe how supportive that these guys don't even know me and they're yeah. like supporting me. And it, but that's strong man, right? Uh, and it doesn't matter what level you're at, whether you are doing the Arnold and WSM and Wars and all of that level, or if you're at the very bottom doing a grassroots novice competition, yeah. that camaraderie yeah. is, is spirit of the sport. And what I love, and I love it more than anything, is that with every generation that starts to come through the old dogs that have been around for a while pass the knowledge on yeah those young guys then become the old dogs and they pass it on to the new yeah those guys come through and, and that spirit just gets passed it yeah. never gets lost no it doesn't um and i think some of the younger guys now probably need to take notice of that yeah, it's, I, I like to call it the Jim Bro mentality sometimes. And they watch a lot of, a lot of guys watch things on, you know, YouTube or maybe Instagram or whatever it is. And they get this idea that you're like a lone wolf. It, as much as you are, it's, a strongman is a lone 
like you are alone in the sport, there is a team around you and you have the community to back you up. Like, you know, somebody can't pick up something. There's always a guy there yelling and that's the competitor. <laughs> you know, that could be the guy that they were just competing against and he's yelling at them, fucking pick it up, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes you know, by encouraging them so much, you give them that extra to actually beat you. Yeah, but um, they, but a lot of young guys, they just seem to, they look at it. Like, and I mean, I say young, I'm 31. Yeah, I'm know. 38. No. Yeah, so, you know, like, you know, for me, it's sort of like, I'm, I'm that young guy too, but I did the, I, I was in the sport, like, you know, Sydney Strongman, I saw what it was about. Like, I, I even, even I came into that mentality, like, I'm here by myself. And I still remember that first comp I did at um, Hybrid Fitness. Yeah, Simon's yeah, Simon, yeah, yeah. You know, and I still remember him coming up to me at the end of it, and he's like, where do you train? I'm like, I just train at home. He's like, no, no, you're going to train here now. Just come here, bring all your stuff, just train here. Yeah. And that was it. Like that, And then me and Simon became good friends. You know, I, just, I, I was just going to his gym once a week, just doing stuff, you know, lifting heavy shit. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. You know, and then there were more and more people that just saw me lifting and that they wanted to do it. You know, and then he had uh, uh, Jade Moses. Yeah. He, he was, Rest in peace, Al. Yeah, man. He, he was, <laughs> I love that guy. And, yeah. Were you, were you a PTC? Uh, uh, MacArthur for that leg where we had an arm over arm truck full. Yeah, yeah. I do, did that one, yeah. Do you happen to remember Jade's performance on that? Oh, uh, vaguely. I, <laughs> I remember. I know I fell out of the tire. <laughs> so, uh, let me find the picture, right? So, uh, for those that didn't know Jade, man, he's the most beautiful soul. Uh, he was part of Little and Large. He was like one of the first Aussie strongman yeah. podcasts that we had. And he's a big boy, you know. Again, he's punching that side of two hundred kilo yeah, plus body weight. I think we were about the same weight, me and him, at one point. And, and he was notorious for hating anything kind of cardio. Never yeah. want to. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> that's no, no, that's no, what no. me and him bonded a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then he had this incredible shoulder power, so you yeah. get him on a Viking press, and he just stand there and press all day, oh, all day. And so we've got this arm over arm truck pull, and Jade's in the tire, and he's pulling it, and he's pulling it, and he's probably gets about a quarter of the way. He's like, "No, I'm done. I can't do it anymore." <laughs> And then you got like Mick, Moe, AB, and myself, and we're just abusing you, like, come on, you can fucking do it. Stop being a fucking pussy. Okay, so he does a couple more. We're like, fucking come on, let's go. Stop fucking around. And it's like, it's just the best thing. He ends up finishing it. Yeah. Um, he's like, I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, myself, Mick, Mo, and Matt, we're all pissing ourselves. It's hands down like the best thing yeah. that, that ever happened. And it, yeah, that was Jade's spirit, though. He was just this beautiful, beautiful guy that absolutely loves Strongman. Yeah. And it was just about having fun. Yeah. And that's that's all it is at the end of the day, right? We're that's all going to die at some point. We're not all going to go professional and make an income. No. In fact, there's probably less than 1% of people that do Strongman that oh, actually make a living yeah, from Strongman. It's like 20 people, dude. So <laughs> guess what? If you don't enjoy it for the sake of just enjoying it, yeah. man, don't bother. And if you don't want to do it for at least 10 years, don't bother. Yeah, uh, It's this not is... a sport you can kind of come in and you know do it for 12 months and, yeah, kick some ass and yeah. no, it's, off you go. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It, it is very much a lifestyle. It's a dedication. It's But like I, I like to say, when people see me, like, you got to... I try to tell them you got to be a little bit crazy to just want to go and abuse <laughs> your body every day, you know. And like, they and they go, like they don't understand that. It's like you know. It, and luckily, I have a partner now. She understands, and it's hard to find a partner that understands that, you know. That when they see you just come home and you're just in pain, 
and they still, <laughs> they still see you smiling, and they're like, "What's wrong with this guy?" You know, and it's yeah. like because I love doing it. Like I get up in it's what makes me want to get up out of bed. I want to lift heavy shit, and I want to do it. It's for, it's for me. It's for it's I don't know. I like to say it's for the glory. You know, like maybe one day I'll do something that people are like, fuck yeah, that guy. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, I, I, I don't, I just like doing it. You know, I have that little twitch in me that's just like, I need to do it. I need to lift something. I need to just get it out of my system. I might be angry that day. And then as soon as I go and do, you know, a 200 kilo like deadlift for reps. And it's like, you know what? I'm not angry anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, it's a stress I, relief. I think it's there's this, a lot of psychological that. issues within the sport. Oh, we have a lot. We're all crazy fucks. There's, there's a lot of therapists <laughs> that probably look at us and just go, "You should probably just see me." And yeah, you'd yeah, live a normal say, life. Say, say you baby, but like, fuck normal. Yeah, exactly, um, man. Fuck normal. That's and that's what I think. Anybody who does strongman, even powerlifting, I think they have that. It's the same mentality. Anything well, strength. Anything strength sport. Even Olympic weightlifting, that's way too technical for me. But to see that shit get done and the dedication those guys have, wow. I yeah. think that's the thing with strength training in general is there's no gray area, right? No. Like, you're doing a deadlift, you either lift that weight up or you don't. Yeah. There, there's no half in between. No. Uh, and, you know, you get under a yoke in strongman, you either move it or you do not. Yeah. Um, there's no, oh, you know, kind of... Yeah, oh, he, move he moved, moved half a leg. No, no, no. It like it, it's a very black and white sport. Yeah, um, and you can always progress. Yeah. So I think that's one thing for me. Like I love with strongman is that you can always do more weight. Hmm. You can always do more reps. You can always move faster. Yeah. So every single session you do, in some shape or form, you should be able to win, or at least feel like you're winning. Yeah, because you should be progressing at some point almost every week. Yeah, in the you know, oh god, last week you know I was doing four hundred kilo yoke and you know I was doing ten meters in twelve seconds, but today I did it in you know eleven and a half or I did it in ten, and you're like, okay, so I'm getting quicker. Yeah, that's a win. You may not have got stronger and added more weight, but you got faster. Yeah, you got faster. So that's a win. Or you might just do that session that you know, twelve months beforehand you felt absolutely beat up afterwards, but yeah. now you feel great. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I should put some more weight on next time. Yeah, there's always that progress. You always notice the progression. And I get, look, even for me now, when I look back on videos of me six years ago, <laughs> you know, and I was like, I struggled. And I like the funniest video, I struggled to do 180 kilo. That's a warm up now. And I do that for reps. <laughs> you know, like, and I see that video, I'm like, fuck, like, I've come a long way. I was so proud of that 180. Now it's like, yeah, 180 is piece of piss you, you know. see the video of me at my first new south wales strongest man we had a tractor and cart pull yeah and that was the first time i'd ever tried to pull a vehicle now you watch my technique in that and like i tried to start like i was a sprinter yeah so i've got like one leg forward one leg back yeah and i'm like yeah we, we got this uh, you know trying to literally sprint with it and yeah. just getting buckled back on the chain and the rope and yeah. yeah and then now you look at my technique and it's like oh that's good oh, you got it down nice. back. It's, yeah, yeah nice and low and small steps and a nice steady kind of flow to it. Yeah. Um, there is a massive technique to pulling. Like, I remember the first time I pulled a truck and it was sloppy. But you do it a few times and you realise you just got to lean into it. Like, 
I mean, let's go through. I know you've done. I mean, you, let's just say you're a pro at this, so no, you would know. Definitely not. <laughs> I think well, you're better than the average <laughs> Joe. I'm, 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 I'm just a crazy old guy with a heart condition that likes to pull heavy shit. <laughs> it's crazy that man. But uh, like you, like it's all about that leaning forward into it. That's what I like to think. Like you just, you got to have mass to pull mass. It helps. Yeah, it, it helps. definitely and helps. That's where, you know, the last 12 months, trying to put on a little bit of body weight for the cars this year, I knew that would help. Yeah. Um, but then also, I knew the more that I did different pulls, the better the technique would be as well. Yeah. And I think we tallied it up. I did something like 43 different pulls through the year. Wow. Um, like there were some weeks I was doing four pulls in a week. Um, <laughs> just because opportunities came up. Yeah, just got to take them. It was just like, don't say no. Yeah. You know, and then... <laughs> some of those opportunities then led to, you know, doing the, the truck push at the Brisbane Truck Show. Yeah. Going on tour with the guys from Monster Truck Mania. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, because, oh, my God, I love Monster Trucks. Um, and we did that at Fisher's Ghost, um, which was a comp PTC MacArthur ran years ago. Yeah. And we had a Monster Truck for that. And I'd always said, like, that's one of the toughest pulls I'd ever done. Yeah. Even though the truck itself was only, like, five ton. Probably one of the lighter pulls. Yeah. But with the way the diffs work and the size of the tire, you've essentially got to pull it 25 times before it's even done a rotation. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, hanging out with those guys when they were in Sydney and then off the back of, I just wanted to do some training. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, do you want to come for our media day? I'm like, yeah, no worries. And then the media found out it was me and it was like, oh, hey, this is the guy that didn't get that record last year and the handbrake was on. Oh, we want to cover that. Like, yeah. you know, and then they tagged it as a monster comeback, uh, which was great. And then, <laughs> you know, but that went really well. And then <laughs> literally we get this phone call and they're like, oh, it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, any chance you can come back tomorrow? Um, Sunrise want to do a cross with you live pulling one of the monster trucks. Jeez. Yeah. Like, yeah, no worries. Why not? That'll be, <laughs> what, the, what the hell? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to train. I've got other stuff going on and work and... I was ringing my boss, like, hey, man, um, any chance I can come in at, like, you know, 10, 30, 11 tomorrow? He's like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, oh, Sunrise want to do a cross with me pulling a monster truck. He's like, yeah, yeah. don't get to do that every day. Go for it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that was a weird experience because that was the first time I did a live cross with a mic and yeah. also an earwig. Oh. So with the earpiece, I could hear Koshi and Nat on the other end as well as the music that they were broadcasting. Yeah. But I didn't have a screen, so I couldn't see what they were showing on the screen. Yeah. And then I'm in Kudos Bank Arena, and there is nobody else there. So it is dead silent. Yeah. But in my ear, I'm hearing Nat and Koshi, and we're having a chat. And then we go into the pool, and because of the way that surface works inside Kudos, the dirt that they put in for the event... There's all this fine dirt dust yeah. over this top of smooth polished concrete. Yeah. And I just could not get any traction under the feet. So I'm trying to pull this truck and it just did not want to move. And so I'm yanking on the arms, like, come on, you son of a bitch. And yeah. I'm like, I'm live on TV here. Like, fucking move, you cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, it's not happening. And then, like, when I watched the footage later, you could just see my feet were like Fred Flintstone. I'm just like, spin and spin and spin. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, okay, so let's never touch polished concrete with yeah, dirt over it again. And from there, we got thinking of different ways that you could get around that. And it turns out Dunlop Volleys, the perfect shoe. Man, 
Dunlop volleys. I, I wish I could wear them. <laughs> uh, I, they don't make them my size. They are lifesavers. When I was young enough to wear them, the best shoes I've owned. You know, and they are the they, they were roofers used to wear them. Yeah, yeah, because of the the grip from the rubber. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I went and got myself a pair of those. Um. Again, my coach just comes up with the wackiest ideas. Yeah. And straight away, get a pair of Dunlop volleys. Yeah. Sorted. And it worked. Yeah. Um, and then the guys were still kind enough from Monster Truck Mania to, you know, hey, do you want to come to the show Saturday, Sunday? We're going to put you in the parade and then we'll get you out for a couple of minutes just to talk to the crowd about, like, the charity work and the fundraising. I'm like, oh, man, that'd be unreal. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I'm at the show and, like, I said to one of the and Mitch came, who's one of the coaches from Adonis and one of my other mates, Blake, was there and they're like, oh, man, like, you should be in the show, like, doing a pull. I'm like, I oh, know, it'd be fucking awesome. I don't like yeah. Imagine pulling a truck in front of like 10,000 people. Like, man, that'd be freaking sick. And they're like, just ask. So I'm like, nah, man, like it's not the time. Like stuff hadn't kind of gone to plan. Yeah. Um, we'd had no time to do like rehearsals to make sure things kind of worked. And you got to remember as well for these guys, like they're very professional in how they promote and tour. And it's all about entertainment. Yeah. Um, it's not entertaining watching a guy struggle to pull a truck for 60 seconds. Yeah. Boring, move yeah, on. Exactly. Um, so we didn't touch anything. But then I said to the guys, on, can I have some fun after the show on the Sunday? And can I get revenge on that damn truck <laughs> and, and do a pull, get some extra training? And they're like, yeah, of course you can, no worries. So on the Sunday after the show, we're out the back of Kudos Bank Arena, like the loading dock area, this big car park. And you know that main car park, the, the P1, the big building that yeah. everyone sort of parks in? And so, like, there's these diehard monster truck fans that are literally, like, hanging over the railing, just trying to get a glimpse of the trucks. Yeah. And um, I'm like, oh, we could do it here, Scott. He's like, yeah, yeah, go for it. So he's, you know, do the pull. Now, that was one of the coolest pulls I've ever done because <laughs> I had all the monster truck crew that had just, like, been so accommodating, welcomed me in literally like I was family. Like, I felt like I'd been with these guys on tour for ever and a day. Yeah. And we'd only met three days ago. Wow. Um, and then we had all these diehard monster truck fans just literally hanging off <laughs> just the side watching. of the car park, just watching, <laughs> and they're hooting and hollering. And you know, like monster trucks are solidly a kind of people. You know, yeah. they're my kind of people. You yeah, know, they're a little rough around the edges. They want to have a beer. They want to have a good time. They want to have a laugh. And, yeah. and, and so you've got like kids right there going, "Yeah, <laughs> going, fuck, look at that!" <laughs> and, then, and so yeah, yeah, that was just to give the guys from Monster Trucks a thank you for what they'd done for me the last few days. And, you know, then I get the phone call the next week of, um, hey, would you be interested in joining the tour and actually doing something in the show? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so then we did Brisbane and we were meant to do Melbourne, but that's been postponed until next year. But then Brisbane, again, we did the media day out the back on concrete, yeah, nice and easy. Yeah. Um, but then we had some real fun um, and we did the pool on dirt as part of the show. All right. Saturday night, seven and a half thousand people. Sunday afternoon, 10,000. Now, I would never, ever do an <laughs> arena show with like a Giants Live or anything like that. But I tell you what, to pull a monster truck in front of that sort of crowd is one of the coolest things I've probably ever oh, yeah. done. Um, and they just get so behind you. Um, and they're, they're cheering it. And like, you can't help but have a good time. Yeah. Um, and then. The adrenaline. I can imagine your adrenaline at the time. No. No? That's, 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 
come. So this is the strangest part. I find I get the adrenaline after. Yeah. And I have this real calm sort of zen in the lead up. And then it's after that I'm like, oh, that was freaking awesome. Wow. Like, yes. So you're just like in a zone. Like you know. Proper not, tunnel vision. Yeah. Like yeah. I did there's a video and like I remember sending it to like the family um, WhatsApp chat. They're like, oh, that's so cool. Have like all those people like chanting your name. I'm like, huh? And then I had to like watch it with the audio because I hardly ever watch the videos with the audio. I'm usually just watching footage, looking at technique and whatever. Yeah. And then I turned the audio up and like you can hear the crowd. They're like, Troy, Troy, Troy. I'm like, well, that is fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's also like this strange respect amongst everyone backstage as well. So like I'm looking at these guys that are driving the monster trucks like man you guys are freaking nuts like yeah. some of the jumps that they do and, and the way they go man, you're crazy like that was sick like you just pulled it like, that was freaking awesome and you got like the guys on dirt bikes that are like doing like the freestyle stuff and yeah, nuts, hanging man. upside down and backflips like, you guys are lunatics like yeah. you're talking about that we're having fun like you're yeah. the crazy guy trying to pull these yeah. things and I'm, like, I'm having fun yeah and I'm just pulling a truck you guys are about to die yeah, yeah. And so it's hilarious because we all think each other is crazy, yeah. but yet we're all just having fun doing what we do. Yeah. Um, and I think that just summed it up perfectly. It was just have fun. That's it. Like enjoy it. Find what it is that you love the most and just do it. Yeah. No, life's too short. And you found what it, you found it by the scenes, you think? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm like, this is only the first chapter. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to keep doing the charity stuff yeah. um, I want to keep doing the crazy pools and you know I've got a mate that's moving to Sydney next year and I want to do stuff with him as tandem oh yeah okay <laughs> oh. twice the horsepower yeah how, because, how yeah. crazy can we get um <laughs> well I remember is it you tried to pull a a plane as well a few years back yeah yes <laughs> I, I know, I, I know tried. you tried, but the fact that you tried is still better than most. Uh, nah, <laughs> that was man. You know what? That so my I started strongman because eight and a half years ago I went. I want to pull an A three eighty. Yeah. Now keep in mind, I've only been at the gym for like six months. Then <laughs> <laughs> I decided I want to pull an A three eighty. Right. Um, so I tell you what, being naive is probably the best thing that can ever happen to a person yeah. because you've got no idea of what you should or shouldn't be capable of doing. Yeah. Um, but that idea led me to go, okay, well, how would you pull an A380? Oh, you'd have to get strong. What would it, you'd have to pull trucks, trains, cars. Yeah, buses. make that steady progression. And then it was like, well, what sort of training? And then I found strongman training. And then it just so happened that I fell in love with strongman and the training and the sport and all of that as a whole. Oh, so it was the whole idea of pulling a plane first that got you in. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So you're the, you're more or less the reverse. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a lunatic. <laughs> no one's pulled an A380. I reckon I could do that. Okay. <laughs> all right. That changes it a bit. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I don't even know if it's physically possible for one person to pull an A380. Yeah. Now, the reason I say one person is because the guys in the Ukraine did have a team pool and I think it was eight people or seven people that they ended up using. Okay. And they pulled one of the Antonovs. You know, the biggest plane in the yeah, world? Like the cargo that, plane? Yeah. They pulled one of those bad boys for like four meters as a team. Oh, wow. Okay. So I like, I've been watching a lot of stuff out of Russia and Ukraine. 
Yeah. On and they're socials. crazy. Crazy. But, and if there's uh, Mr. Putin, if you're listening, we mean this as a compliment. Um, they are the craziest motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. But they get it because they still are in that old world mindset of strongman should be entertaining and it should be stuff that challenges you. Like the guys in Russia, they had four of them pulling a nuclear reactor. Oh, they did a what? Yeah, exactly. I See? Haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen that. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I've made friends with one of the Russian guys. He speaks like two words of English. I speak zero words of Russian. So yeah. we just send each other videos. Yeah. And it's like a thumbs up or a heart emoji. <laughs> and then he sent me a video the other day of his son training. And his son's like two, three years old. Yeah. yeah, he's carrying a keg and then doing tire flips as a medley. And people wonder why we're so far behind places like Russia and Eastern Europe in strength sports. Yeah, uh, well, that's a whole discussion. That's like a whole... We are... We'll come back as a separate yeah, one for that. We'll, yeah, like we are... But in saying that, we are, I think... I would say a solid 10 years behind. I would say that. Like, that's been conservative. 10 decades. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that, that plane... So, the guys from the Auckland Strongman series yeah. organised with the NZ Air Force to do a plane pool with one of their C-130s. Yeah. But they didn't get to test it. They couldn't pump up the tyres. And the head of their engineering was like, <clears throat> a little, uh, little on the grumpy side. But yeah. the Commodore that ran the base was like, hey, this kid's awesome. Go for it. Yeah. And so, Chris like, put an invite out. Anyone wants to come across, like, feel free. And I'm like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Plain pool. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in, whatever. Because I just remember you just doing it. That's uh, and I so remember. I rang my boss. I'm like, hey, can I take some leave? He's like, yeah, what do you need leave for? I said, I want to pull a C-130. He's like, well, haven't had that request before. I'm like, yeah, should be fun. And so <laughs> I was like, I'm in. And then my mate, Damien from Melbourne, is another old dog. So Damo's like, oh. sorry if I get this wrong, Damo, but I think he's 42 or 43 now. Yeah. Um, and we're just like two peas in a pod, but separated at birth kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, both started strongman later in life and just love the sport, but both also got that little bit of lunacy to us. Yeah. And I'm like, you coming? He's like, oh, I don't know. Like, Bruh, we're not going to get a chance to do this again. He's like, fuck yeah, you're right. Oh, fuck it, I'm in. Yeah. And so we did it. We flew over and I'll tell you, I was thinking we're going to do this. Like, this is fine. With 30 odd time, the C-130s are usually good planes to pull um, if you can pump the tyres and get that tyre pressure right. Because usually the tyre pressure sits real low yeah. so that they can land on grass or any kind of surface. And we get over there, nice flight, get a good sleep, head out that morning, feeling good, feeling confident. But we're still like, it's a plane. Yeah. Um, and then Matt Rags there, Colm Wolf, who... Two-time WSM competitor, four-time New Zealand strongest man's there. Hundred, I think he's about 190 kilo body weight then. He's a big boy, yeah. Huge boy. Yeah. Um, and then you had a whole bunch of the other guys from um, Strength Pit, uh, and those boys are awesome. So you got a real good bunch of lads. Yeah. So you got great atmosphere in terms of everyone's real supportive, and we're all like, yeah. And then like a calm has a go, and then doesn't really move. It just kind of rocks. Yeah. It's like, huh? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> uh, she ain't moving for calm. The rest of us might be fucked here. <laughs> then I'm like, no, we've got it, boys. We've got it. You know, like I always go for that positive place. Like we can do it. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, calm has a crack. Now it doesn't work. Matty Rag has a crack. 
and starts to kind of rock. And you can kind of see this is this flat spot it just kind of sat on. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other boys had a crack. No, nah, it didn't really work. I had a crack. Again, it kind of, it's rocking. Like the boys, oh, it's going. Nah, it's just, and all you're doing is kind of like taking the slack out of the flat spot on the tire. Yeah. So it's literally just like, back, forward, back. Yeah. And you just couldn't get enough power to generate it into a roll. Yeah. And so we ended up doing a couple of attempts with like tandems. So we'll see if two of us, but then you've only got one rope. No, you got to share the one, yeah. So Good that, luck with that. That yeah. didn't really work, and everyone kind of was too close. You couldn't quite generate anything. Yeah. And they were like, we're also like, we've got to do something. And we're like, oh. So then the Commodore goes, oh, we'll take some fuel out for you. And then we found out she was sitting at 49 tonne. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the thing was about 32. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, well, that explains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, tire pressure, no tire pressure. Yeah, no wonder. That's just way too heavy for where we were all at strength wise. Yeah. Where none of us are strong enough. Simple as that. And so they took out like 20 grand's worth of fuel. Now, I don't know if anyone knows anything about aviation fuel. Once you take it out, apparently you can't reuse it. Oh, shit. So they've taken this fuel. We've got to dump it. Um, but then. We're all like, still doesn't help us with the tire pressure. <laughs> yeah, still got to pump up those tires. Yeah, and so the the guys like, oh no, we're like we're a live air force base. Like we've got to be ready to go like at any time. And I'm just like, we just pumped out twenty ton of fuel. Man, you're the New Zealand Air Force, like, yeah, you ain't invaded in Afghanistan. Like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you've like you've just done so much for us. Yeah, just put a bit of air in there. That would have been. Yeah. Yeah, then because they dumped the fuel, they brought it down to about 40 ton. I think oh, they can pump the tires up. Like, maybe Colm can get it at least. At least we get one of us. Yeah. Um, you know, and we had a cool trophy up for grabs too, which was one of the propellers off the actual oh, shit. plane. So, like, hey, you won this thing. Don't mind. I'm like, man, imagine trying to get this back through customs. Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> yes, uh, don't mind me just bringing my engine propeller through. <laughs> and so, yeah. They, they dumped the fuel. We all had a crack, but of course, everyone's gassed by then as yeah. well. Time, adrenaline's kind of peaked and gone back down. And it's just, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. Nah, no, one, no one moves it. Yeah. And so we had the nine of us, and we're like, oh, let's see if we can do like a tug of war. So we got nine of us, and, and we managed to pull it that way. Yeah. And literally, everyone just held the rope like a tug of war and just pulled it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until probably a year or two ago that I heard of the RAF doing a similar thing. And okay. it took 40 of their guys. 40? And I was like, oh, hey, guess what? We actually did all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at the time, like, we were all disappointed. Like, oh, okay, we did that. Well, that, that was something. It wasn't until I heard that the, it took 40 guys from the raft to do an arm over, like a tug-of-war movement to move Jeez. it. But I was like, oh, shit, the nine of us actually did all right, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's See, like, because I, I, remember I remember that, like, you posting it. And I just remember the first thought in my head was, it is crazy, motherfucker. <laughs> That's yeah. all I thought. I was, I was devastated. <laughs> I got back. I think I put it up in like the Adonis, the, the group chat. And you know, I remember Amir Connie is like, yeah, bro, it's a plane. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, exactly. It's got tires. It rolls. Like, you should have yeah. fucking moved it, you know. And I think that's the thing as well. These days, I think a lot of the younger, newer guys coming through are so used to the cotton wool and the cuddle. Mm. and the warm and fuzzy and oh you know like you you did your best you, yeah. you know oh it's okay like you'll get it next time i was mm. like motherfucker you know what you just weren't strong enough yeah it's actually okay to say that yeah and go you know what 
I was weak on this, this, and this. That's what I need to go away and work on. Yeah. Okay, I was strong on that. That was good. And look at it objectively. I think these days there's a little too much softness around. There is, definitely. It's You've got to just admit to yourself that you're not strong enough and you've got to work on those. You're right. That's that's the only way. But that's that is a, that's exactly what I say to guys sometimes. And they go, oh, you know, this and other. It's strongman for a reason. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's the thing, you know, like the starting strongman stuff and it's like strongman is for everyone. And so, yeah, it's not. It, well, I, could, I mean, it, it can be if you're willing to put your time into it. If it's if it's something you're just going to do, uh, I'll I'll just do it once a week. It's like, then no, this isn't something you just come in and fart ass about. You've got to put your soul into it. You've got to do it. You've got to be willing to, you know, hurt yourself and realize, okay, now I need to fix myself. You know, like I can't think of how like, I've injured my lower back probably <laughs> seven times. The longest I was injured was 18 months. Really? And like I couldn't pick up anything. I had the sciatica phase. I was like a down turtle. You know, every time I tried to get out of bed, even just to go and do a shit was the fucking hardest experience of my life. <laughs> you know, and that was for 18 months. People didn't know the pain I was in. I was taking codeine, like, uh. like you know, just popping pills like crazy just so I could sleep. For 18 months you see and, and that's a slippery slope as well yeah because then what happens with the codeine yeah you get hooked on them man uh, you know? and then where does that you know like um i don't know you've heard the story with travis altmeyer yeah yeah no i, um, I know a bit about his, i know so a little bit about his story i, I love trav and he's been one of my biggest supporters over the last year or so we, we've kind of talked every week and He's given me some good feedback and ideas around different pools and things like that. But man, you know, 2010, World's Strongest Man, when he blew his ankle, yeah. it would, just became a slippery slope for him where he then went into painkillers, got addicted to that, yeah. had some shit going on in his life, just wasn't great. Wife left, took the kid. Yeah, strong he man. Went, oh, you know what? I'm going to just give myself a night off. Friend offered him some meth. Next thing, he was doing meth, but yeah. then he didn't feel like he needed the painkillers. Yeah. So then he just became addicted to meth. But, but hey, I cut that cold turkey. Like, yeah. it was easy to get off the opioids. Yeah. And then, you know, just went into this really dark, dark place. And there's actually some really good podcasts out where he talks in detail about it. I don't want to take away from that. Yeah. But then, you know, he had that moment of clarity of, no, I've got to get my shit together and rebuild. And, you know, then he came back and... You know, yeah, 10 years between appearances and did World's Strongest Man yeah. this year. Or 11 years, sorry. Um, and Trav's one of those guys, man, that he loves the sport. Yeah. Um, and he's grateful because not everyone gets to do what we do either. Yeah. And that's something I've probably started to appreciate more and more since I was in hospital myself four years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, like I've got a, what well, turns out I've got a heart condition and probably born with it. And it turns out that a strong man may have helped cause the episode that I had but it also probably saved my life at the same time yeah. um, and you know, I remember laying in the hospital bed there and just being like I'm not ready to die yet like I'm too young for this shit yeah. uh, and just saying to one of my mates like fuck you think like I'll ever like deadlift again she's like fuck yeah you will totally. and I was like yeah yeah you're right I will and, I was like, I didn't even, and at that point I didn't even care what number it was it was like I just want to be able to train like just don't take away my training because I didn't really care about the weight. I was like, I just, I need that therapy yeah. of coming into the gym and that routine and, and pumping through things. And, you know, then it was like, you had to go through the rebuild. And I think that's the thing with strongman is 
you're always rebuilding. <laughs> always. It's a you're, <laughs> you're like demolishing the pyramids and rebuilding them every time. That's what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so if you don't enjoy that process, yeah, it's not the sport for you. That's why I say it's not for everyone. Yes, anyone can do it, but it's not the right sport for every personality. Yeah. And I think that those of us that really enjoy the grind, that are happy to <laughs> put our body and mind through hell, yeah, it's the best sport you'll ever find. Oh, it is hands hands down. Like, but like when the, again, when you say it's not for everyone, I go, it's okay. Like, if you're a regular gym goer and you kind of understand the the dynamics of weights, I think I don't think it's it's too bad to give it a go. Like a crack, but. Not to the level that we would do. Like I wouldn't put them underneath like a, you know, a standard submit 130 kilo yoke empty. I'd I go, would. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to her like a first time. I'd be like, look, just try the baby one, you know, and then we'll see how you feel because it, it's it's an awkward walk at first. Uh, you just build them up, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's probably not going to hurt them to be honest. It's not no because you're only lifting it like two inches off the floor or whatever it is, you know. So yeah, get a get a feel for. It. I think. My first ever yoke session, I think that I got up to like 150. Yeah, I got up to pretty, I think I was like, yeah, about, yeah, about the 120, 130 mark. Yeah, and I thought that was awesome. I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah, 150 kilo yoke, that's woo. Yeah. Um, you know, now my best yoke's like 505. Um, yeah. You know, I've done that literally once for five meters. That was a huge goal that I had. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was, I promised my mate's sister that I'd do it for her. Yeah. And it was, I didn't do it on the day when we all got together to have a crack. But I'm like, Maggie, I don't care. It's happening. Yeah. It might be six months later. And it was. And so we got it done. And, you know, Maggie, she's she's freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, like she's gone through brain cancer. And now she's been diagnosed with MS. And oh. she's just got a smile, ear to ear, just, life's great. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you're like, how do you have that attitude? Yeah. And that's been the cool part for me. It's like we all have shit going on in our lives and toughness and struggles and whatnot. And then you meet people like Maggie and you meet kids like Zach and Ava. You know, like fucking Zach's had his um, cancer in his eye. He's had his left eye removed. He's 10 years old. Yeah. And the guy's smiling ear to ear. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, like I really hope Troy gets the record. Like I'm here to support him because um, it's really important that like people like him and like the money that they raise is helping like families like mine. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, man, I've got to get this shit done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got to get this done, man. Like, this kid's got so much more strength than me. Yeah. Um, I guarantee when I was 10 years old, if I was in that situation, I'm probably like, oh, man, this is fucked. Like, why me? I do, I do believe in some term, like, in some cases, like, strength is relative. You know, like, when you 100%. talk about, like, people, like, and the shit that they've gone through in their lives, like, you know, cancer, leukemia, um, you know, whatever various diseases are out there that's debilitating it's like and you see them happy and you're just like you know what kudos to you like you are the strongest person i know yeah yeah like i've met people like that and it's just like my hat's off to you like no matter what i'm going through in life i just go it will never like i don't want to compare there's no comparison like everybody's pain is different but it's like whatever i'm going through you motivate me to do better, you know? And that's the way I, lo I like to look at things. A hundred percent, man. And that's the thing. It's the, that mental resilience. Like, you can't teach that. No. You, you've either got it or you don't. I think that's the thing with strongman, right? It's 
mentally you've got to be resilient in that yeah. sport. Oh, you do. And just get through, you know, especially like some of those comp days. You know, <laughs> with, uh, yeah, comp days, they're the best days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best. <laughs> um, you know, like a couple of the comps like Phil from Viking Strength run with like New South Wales that were, you know, eight events over two days and stuff running late and you're doing your last event in the dark at like nine o'clock. Yeah. And you've got to be up at the next morning and you've got another four events to go. Um, but man, that's some of the best weekends we've ever had. Oh, of course. <laughs> They're the, they're the best weekends for guys like us. <laughs> but for the average Joe, they'll be like, I can't do this shit two days in a row. Like, I, even the one day, like you do five events in one day, you were beaten for a week. You were oh. just down in the dumps. You were like, what the fuck did I do? That's a long day. But you go back into the gym the next day anyway and you just keep going. Yeah. You know, I, I still remember like the, some comments when I did like max deadlift and I'm like, yeah, cool. And then I went back into the gym the next day. I was like, oh, yeah, it's deadlift day today. You know, that's the way I had it in my head. So I just did more deadlifts. And, yeah, like it might not have been as much weight, but I just did it, you know, because I knew, all right, I've done my peak. Now I'm back at square one and I work my way back up to the next comp. Uh, yeah, that was one of my favorite memories was uh, the first Australasias that Phil ran out at Wiseman's Ferry. Yeah. And we were doing max axle deadlift at about 8 o'clock at night. In the dark, and they had to park a truck on the side so that the ref could actually try and kind of see if you'd locked it out or not. <laughs> okay, whatever happens, that's a memory that I will always yeah. have. Um, you know, and the heavyweights that day, they were doing Conan's wheel in the dark. Yeah, yeah, you run with the Conan's wheel, that's horrible enough, let alone yeah. in the dark where you can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the year before that, for like New South Wales, we had um, mass wrestling. Yeah. Um, and again, it was one of those ones like it kind of run late that day because we had so many competitors. And yeah, I remember Ben Simpson's there, and I can't remember if it was uh, Miles or Selzy. That I think it might have been Selzy that he had on the other end. Yeah. And Ben's just yanked it, and like <laughs> Selzy's just gone flying over the thing. <laughs> and just, we're all just like, "Fuck yes, this is too late. Let's go get some food." Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like nine, it's like nine o'clock. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, we're good. We're done. Um, but you know, there's some of the best comps. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing, I think, with Strongman, it's the memories you create. Yeah. Um, it, you got to make it fun. And, like, you got to be a little bit crazy to enjoy that sort of stuff. It's not going to be a clinical experience. Like, like look, I, I, like, I love powerlifting. For me to do bench press, I'm just such a natural at that, at that yeah. one thing. Plus, you get to lay down. Yeah. Uh, any event what, you get to lay down, I think that's a It's win. the best, right? <laughs> like, I just pump it out. I don't care. But, like, it's a clinical experience. You do your lift, you're done. You get three attempts on each lift. That's it. Strongman, you get one attempt most of the time, and you've got to get it right in that event. Yeah. You, don't, you, don't have that, you don't have an opportunity to go up and wait, unless it's, you know... Uh, oh, you got a max event or a rising yeah, bar. Yeah, but it's generally you've got one attempt and you've got to get it right. Yep. And you've got 60 seconds to get it right or 90 seconds depending on the comp, you know, and how generous they feel that day. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, it also depends on, um, yeah, the referee. Like I remember when I did the Arnold down in Melbourne and uh, um, Danny Mack and Dan's one of the old, old boys that have, the strong man in yeah. this country, and mate, one of the strongest mammoths you'll ever meet. Yeah. Um, he actually he just took Biggie's yoke record. 
um, a couple of weeks ago, it was like 630 for five Ooh. meters. You know, like he's a big, big, strong unit. Yeah. And he was the ref that year. Yeah. He's like, are you ready? I'm like, no. Doesn't give a fuck, man. <laughs> like, three, two. Oh, fuck, it was a fucking log medley. Yeah. And because I'm fucking around, and he's like, you ready? I'm like, no. He didn't give a shit, man. He's like, well, we're going. So get ready. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that probably cost me five or six positions just because of the time I was taking to fuck around. Yeah. So you've also just got to be ready. Yeah. Um, and that's the biggest thing with strongman. You've always got to be ready. Yeah. Like, you get an opportunity to do something, you just want to be able to say, yep. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Let's go. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. Um, there's one thing I've really learned the last five months. You never know if you get that opportunity again either. Exactly. So you've got to make the most of it. You um, got to, everything is, you got to have that mentality of that, particularly in, in a comp day that, okay, this could be like, this is my, this is it. Like, I got to get it. I got to get it done. I have to be ready. Like, I remember like seeing guys, like, I do it now. I don't know about you. Like, I just strap up and I wear the same shit all day because I'm just like, you know, it's like if I take it off, I'll probably fall apart. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm ready for. I'm ready to fucking rock. Like, it's like let's do this. Well, that's that's you the know? classic Mike Jones, the uh, the gov approach. You know, well, you know, Mike was falling apart when I started Strongman, and the guy's still going these this day and age. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike's famous for getting some two by four timber from Bunnings and. <laughs> Some duct tape and kind of literally holding a tricep together. Yeah. Um, I've moved up into the duct tape now stage where I have to use that. <laughs> you know, I put I had to put that around my neoprene belt and stuff like just to keep that together. Like my, because my back was starting to feel shit. I'm like, yeah, just going to duct tape that up to make it more tight, you know. I don't know if we want to encourage that, but at the same time. No, but it's what you've got to get it so done. I've got so much respect for, for guys like Mike that. There's no excuse. Uh, yeah. just, fuck it, man. I'm going to do it. I love the shit. Yeah. What else am I going to do? Um, I'll see Mike's actually signed up for a combo. I think it's this weekend. Oh. Um, with the Cole City guys. I think he's doing that one. Oh, well, yeah it's, yeah. it's tomorrow, I think. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, so depending on when this comes out, he's either just done it or about to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Gov's been doing this stuff for as long as... Yeah, I think they have <laughs> the a sports being around. Yeah, they had a photo of him in the uh, Adonis Castle Hill. They had a picture yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah, covered up in his duct tape. Yeah, and whatnot, and, <laughs> you know, I always love like Mike's. You get young guys, they get a chance to talk to Mike, and they're always like, "Oh, you know, like, I want to get bigger and whatnot." And Mike's always like, "Oh, what are you eating?" And it doesn't matter what they say. Mike's advice is always the same: double it. Yeah. Oh, but I'm eating. Yeah, yeah, double it. Yeah, if you want to oh, get bigger, I'm, I'm on like four thousand. Ca- yeah, double it. Yeah. Um, and it's great. It's the old, you know, Paul Anderson, like, eat your way through a plateau. Yeah. You know? And that works to a degree. Yeah, it works. Um, and that's the problem as well when you're a heavyweight, though. You've got to be careful in terms of, you know, and I've made that mistake where I just ate whatever yeah. to, to put on the size. Oh, and the same. I've done, that's my horrible mistake. I've done to myself. Yeah, but then the hospital scare kind of kicked me in the ass. I went, ooh. Yeah. Okay, let's wind that back. And now it's a lot better. It's, you know, I actually eat... You know, meat and vegetables and fruit and yeah. all that stuff. And then, yes, if I need to pump the calories up, I might have some flavoured milk. I might have some ice cream. Yeah. But for the most part, it's boring as batshit. It's yeah. meat, potato and veg. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the standard. That's <laughs> honestly the standard in... It's it's the... What we... It's boring, but it's necess, it's necessary. It's the necessities that we have to go through in order to either put on a gain like, or lose weight. It's the diet. Like, what is the I think they say seventy percent of uh, the sport is eating anyway. Really, it's 
probably more than that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. It's like when you really look at it, it's like we eat in order to maintain our strength. Like, as I said before, like you need mass to pull mass in a way. Um, you can be like a a thin guy and you can have an awesome deadlift, but that will stop at a point. Then you'll need to start getting bigger. Like you, it's inevitable. Yeah. You, you can only get bigger in order to lift bigger. And that's the best thing with strongman, right? It's not all about your static lifting and power. No, it's but everything. it's also about your athleticism. Yeah. So guess what? You've got to do your conditioning. You've got to do your cardio. Yeah. You've got to do your explosive movements, whether that be you know box jumps or pilo push ups and yeah. you know hitting the rower, the bike, treadmill, running, like whatever it may be, sprint work. Yeah. Um, so you've got all those elements that come into the sport. It's not just can you stand here or sit here and lift X amount of weight. Yeah. It's like, not like how it was back in the day. It's changed. It has definitely changed. Like before, like when you watch old strongman stuff, they had like particularly like when it started, it was like there was a lot. Of, it was very awkward. Like lift them carrying fridges on their back. Yeah, it's the best. I wish you said that. <laughs> yeah. I love, I, any promoter out there listening, if you put in a fridge carrying event, I guarantee you I will be there. One hundred percent. I think most. I, don't I fucking where, would. <laughs> where it is, I remember um, Mason from Stand Up Submit made that mad yoke one year yeah. with the look like a forklift on each side yeah and with the pallets and they loaded it up with uh, a bicycle i think it was a motorbike on each side it was pretty freaking awesome yeah like who doesn't want to pick that up and run with it yeah i'd give it a go i'd give it a fair crack but why yeah. not like but this is what i'm saying like this sport has evolved it got to a point where it was mostly about like not mostly it was a lot of static lifting like as much as atlas stones was like a medley it was in some way still static. But now you got the guys like um, like Novikov, um, I can never say, Matthias. Yeah, you know. Uh, Lysus. Yeah, and even now, like we got Mitch Hooper. Stockman. You know. Mitch, and, I, and, I, and how happy am I that I bugged that asshole? <laughs> I mean, that, I know you'll probably listen to this one, Hoops, but I mean that in a very affectionate way. But man, I remember he was at a Donuts and I just bugged him like week after week. I'm like, man, you are made for a strong man. Yeah. Like, please, dude, please. And please. He is, he, I, honestly, looking at him, 140 kilo, he doesn't look it. He doesn't look 140. But he, yeah, that's the smart. future. That is the future of the sport. That I, you know, like Hapthor Bjornsson. Um, Eddie Hall, great power, like great, sorry, sorry, great static lifter. Little bit lacking on like, you know, the, anything to do with have cardio events, I guess you could say. But Hapthor Bjornsson had that, even though he was about 200 kilo, I think at his peak, 200 and something odd kilo. Brian Shaw, he's the same. Great static, a little bit slow, you know. But like, uh, when I say slow, I mean in comparison to the other guys too, right? But the future of the sport are the guys in the 140, like, you know, 130 kind of range because yeah. that's what people want. They want to see the fast stuff. Just being slow and, like, you know, just strong, it's impressive. It's fucking like, wow. Like, look at what these guys are doing. But that's not the future of the sport now. Now it's about being slim, good-looking, fucking explosive as hell, able to, like, you know, do the miles. Like, it's incredible shit what you see now. Like, a 140-kilo guy 
you know, uh, what did Mitch do the other day? Uh, six ten for five in ten. Insane. <laughs> now, to Fucking put, insane. To put that in perspective, up until Danny Mac broke Biggie's record, the record was six ten for five. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and Mitch is doing it for a training run. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. The, he Mitch Hooper is, I would, in my opinion, he's the future. Mate, and the you thing know. is, right, I see you've generally got one or two skill sets, and that's either you have talent or you have work ethic yeah. in this sport. Very, very rarely do you see someone who has talent and oh, work ethic. Very rare. But when you do, that's when the magic happens. That's where you see guys like Hooper, guys like Biggie, that, you know, like Biggie was doing stuff 13, 14, yeah. you know, like trying to make com games. Yeah. Uh, you know, the guys now 15-odd years as a strength athlete and now actually making a living from it. Yeah. And so you've got the talent. You got the work ethic. Yeah, it's magic. Oh, it is absolutely that's, magic. That's the beauty. That's and, and right the thing there. Is, as I say to who, so I'm like, you just got to bide your time, son. Like, yeah. yes, your time will come because your numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. But when you move back to Canada, you got to get in touch with JF. You got to do Canada's Strongest Man. Try and get yourself onto that platform. And then use that to then get into like a Champions League, yeah. get some notice, get some recognition, because it's all good to do these numbers in Australia. And let's be honest, at the moment, you're a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. But once you get over there, you're going to have some boys that are real strong that are going to push you. And then you get used to the traveling and competing. And, you know, I think for Mitch, his strengths will naturally fit into those fast-paced shows like Giants Live. Oh, because yeah. That, that is five events in two hours. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. For someone like Hooper, that's actually perfect. Yeah. But where he may struggle will be if he does make it to, like, well, I shouldn't say if, because I think he will make it to WSM at some point. Oh, absolutely. But then... If he know, doesn't, that'll be a travesty. You've got an event in the morning, in the evening, afternoon. You might have a day's rest, two days rest. It's all kind of spread out. And so it'll be interesting to see how he handles that because he's used to going 100% and kind of smashing the work out but he's also one of the smartest guys I've met yeah and for someone his age to have the intelligence that he has around training and the mental side of things like his mental toughness is second to none yeah um, I, I honestly think that guy could break a leg and he'd still pick up a 600 yoke you know like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's super, it's, yeah. There, there's no excuse one of my favourite memories training with him was he turned up one day and I had some heavy yoke picks and he literally gets off his motorbike and goes, oh, yeah, I'll jump in. Literally gets off his motorbike, gets under a 500 kilo yoke, takes it for five, 10 meters. Yeah, sir, that's not good. <laughs> and myself and Mitch from the dice, just like, it's fucking yeah, good. Yeah. This fucking guy. Like, yeah. man, I've had to work so hard to get to this <laughs> stage just to be able to lift it. This guy literally gets off a bike and it's just like, bang, there you go. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I just kept pestering on hoops. Like, you got to... Like, trust me, you're made for it. And then he had all these doubts of, oh, you know, like, nah, you can't get to that. I just kept flagging with examples of people that had, you know, like guys like Lawrence Charlotte that did their first two World's Strongest Mans completely natural. Yeah. And, you know, guys like Phil Fister, one World's Strongest Man, completely natural. Yeah. And was up against Puds, who was on absolutely anything under yeah, the sun. Yeah, definitely. Um, to, you know, and that's that's why there's that great bit at the end of, 
Fisto, when he wins that year in China, he's like, I did it my way, you can do it your way too. Mm. And he gives that little wink to the camera with Kaz. And it's beautiful because it's just that, you know what? You don't need all that shit. You can get strong and do it. And, you know, Aiden Canini is another one that just amazing work. Yeah. No excuse. Just gets it done. Doesn't give a shit about who likes what on social media. Just, I'm going to work. I'm going to work hard. Yeah. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And whether that's right or wrong, doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. But I'm going to do it. And so those guys, I love watching because to me, like that's that's the juice. Yeah. Right? I love watching the guys that are willing to just throw themselves. Yeah. Over and over and over yeah. against the wall. They put it. All, it's all or nothing kind of mentality. And like yeah. Mitch, like I wanted to get him on this podcast. I was bugging him for a, for a while, but he's got commitments. He's going back to Canada, so it's a bit hard to get him on. You know, which is fine. I said to him, when I get the uh, Skype capabilities, I'll probably get him on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you got it. And it'll be interesting as well when he gets back to Canada, like, how does he adjust? Yeah. And, and you know, is he going to go back to training on his own, not around people? Um, you know, that, you get it back into life and business and, you know, he's got a great fiancé and family life and like your priorities start to change as well. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Hoops is aware of that. Yeah. He, he knows he's got a window and he wants to capitalise on that window. Yeah. And so... I think it's going to be one of those ones. We're going to see this guy that comes in kind of similar to Eddie in a way that does this fucking phenomenal shit. Everyone's going, what the fuck? Where did this guy come from? That's going to do his thing, possibly win WSM, possibly podium finalist, like whatever. If he gets a chance, I think he's going to do some damage and then probably just walks away and goes, that was great. I ticked that off the list and now I'm going to go focus on this next challenge. Because that's the guy he is, right? He's a challenge guy. Yeah, he definitely he's, is. He's done the football. He's done the marathons. He's done the bodybuilding. Now he's doing the. He's done the powerlifting. Now he's doing the strongman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's that guy that's just going to be looking for. Oh, what's the next thing I can sink my but teeth into? His edge, the, the the biggest thing is because he's trained in Australia for it, and now he's going to go back to Canada where it's, you know, they have regular people competing and world strongest man in those series. Whereas in Australia, we, we don't, I don't really see many regular guys in World's Strongest Man. It's, it's, I think, I could be wrong, was Eddie Williams was the last one? Yeah, Eddie, Eddie did too. Yeah. Um, and he, he won World's Strongest Man twice. Has there been an Australian in this year's series? Like an actual Australian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Eddie's Samoan. Yeah. Um, yeah, Derek Boyer, Fijian. Uh, Ibn LaRue, South Africa. They've represented Australia. Yeah. Um, Warwick Brandt, South African. Again, represented Australia. Yeah. Um, I think Nathan and Bill were probably the last two actual Australian Australians yeah. to do WSL. I mean, I'm happy to claim Mitch as one of ours and we'll send him <laughs> with yeah. Canadian accent and yeah. represent Australia. And, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, I told him, I'm like, man, I reckon you came back and win Australia's strongest man. Like, that probably helps you get an invite to at least a giant five if not a world's strongest man. Yeah. Um, and the, see the thing for Hooper, right, he looks good on camera, he's got a great personality, and he speaks English. Yeah. So you got to remember, world's strongest man, TV show people. Right? And yeah. everyone goes, oh, it's, it's not a fucking competition. Yeah. It is a TV show first and foremost, competition secondary. Yeah. And so they want people that can help sell the show. Yeah, they want good-looking chaps. Novikov, phenomenal freaking athlete, yeah. but hardly speaks a word of English. 
Kieliskowski, phenomenal athlete, hardly speaks a word of English. So it's a challenge because you want those guys to win, but they can't necessarily capitalise on it for the sport because they can't do the media that needs to come. Like they win and that's all it is. It's just a win. No, It's not a... Like, I mean, it's the glory as well, I get it, but it's, you're right, it's the media spin afterwards and guys like Brian Shaw, um, Eddie Hall, uh, Martin Lee, Martin Lee's guys like that, they can really capitalise on it. Look at, look at the UK when Tom won. Yeah. Mate. <laughs> he's, on B- he's on BBC Ooh. Breakfast. Yeah. Um, yeah, talking strong there. When yeah. Eddie won, he's on BBC Breakfast yeah. talking strong there um, and getting that sort of coverage. And that's why the other guys, Giants Live guys, they, they've been able to build the sport off the back of that. Yeah. And that's why they get the 10, 12, 13,000 arena show crowd yeah. because they've had those guys to help build the sport after so long doing the car park thing and doing the outside in a football oval. Yeah. And, you yeah, know. It's, it's getting bigger. Like the sport is, it's grown exponentially, I would say, in the last, in, at least in my time, I'd say the last five, six years. Sport, sports, and everyone, yeah. everyone says, "Oh, the sport needs to, sports in a great place." Yeah, these deep pockets, the, the guys are earning money, and and trust me, the guys that are in that top sort of echelon, in terms of like the top twenty in the world, yeah, majority of them are also doing online coaching, yeah, and that's not, yeah, that's probably the one good thing from social media for Strongman, yeah, is the ability for those guys to be able to actually earn an income from the sport, yeah, um, which they couldn't do ten years ago. Yeah. You know, there was no Instagram. <laughs> no, exactly. There was no Instagram. Social medias was kind of like... Facebook yeah. had only kind of just been out for a few years. Yeah. People were like, like, it was a bit touch and go, but now people know how to use it. It's a tool. It, it's, a, it is a, it's a tool to promote yourself, your business, um, I mean, yourself, whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's there to be used. Yeah, but and I mean, where, these guys where are else, uh, the best thing about Strongman is the fact that it's a sport that doesn't allow egos. Yeah. Like you look at the sport, right? You look at anyone that comes through it, it's got a bit of an ego. They don't last. They don't leave a legacy. Yeah. No one fucking remembers them. Yeah. Um, I don't know anywhere else where you could send a message on social media and get a reply yeah. from someone that's in the top 20 of their field. Yeah. Oh, no. I've, I've had a... Uh, from... Um I've, I know I've had a couple of likes in the past. Let's put it like that. I'm not going to start blowing up names, but no, I, mean, <laughs> I, I guarantee you, yeah. anyone listening to this, if you sent a message to Brian Shaw, yeah, you'd probably get a response. Yeah, guarantee you'll get a response from Zadrudis, Lisas, the Stoltman boys, Rob Kearney, yeah. Novikov might be broken English, but you might get something yeah. back from him. Um, Kieliskowski's actually got a real funny sense of humor. Definitely, you'll hear back from him. Um, Brad's was famous for getting back to people via DMs and things like that. Yeah. Um, even Kaz, you know, like Kaz is so... He's such a nice guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, you know, real he, life, he's real some, nice guy. He's got some flack for different things here and there in social media, but I just say, man, that's just old people on social media. Yeah. You know, stuff gets lost <laughs> in translation. Um, but man, you know, I spent some time with Kaz when I did a comp in the UK and... We literally spent an entire weekend between events talking strongman. Yeah. Stories, tips, advice, and he's nice enough to keep in touch. Yeah. Since, and, you know, it's one of those ones, it's like, oh, it's Kaz, I don't want to kind of bug him, but 
you know, yeah, I've rung him once or twice and be like, man, Kaz, I'm struggling with this and we've had a chat for five, ten minutes and I've gone on and it's like, thanks, man. Yeah. That's fucking Kaz. Yeah. You know, like I've had dinner with Sabrunas <laughs> like, and, and talk strongman for like two hours over steak. Yeah. Um, you know, when I've traveled, I've done training sessions with like Poundstone, Charlay, um, you know, I've become good mates with uh, Terry Hollins and Rob Frampton and, and mate, the, the sport is so welcoming. Yeah. That... Before I'd even competed, I did a session with Lords. And, you know, it just so happens we became mates off the back of that and we kept in touch. And, yeah. you know, it's just one of those ones that don't ask, don't get, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. you got to – and that's the thing. These guys, they're, they're just average Joes. They're not, like – Yeah. I, and that's the – but there is – for me, when, like, when I met Zadrunas, like, with the strength seminar, that – that was like, there was this aura of greatness around the man. I have to admit, I even it's Z, man, it's, yeah, it's Z. You know, like I remember just like standing there. I was just like, when I stood next to him, I, I felt like a like a fangirl. I was just like, <laughs> uh, that's the thing. Like I, I did body count, you know, comp in the UK, and I was due to fly out, and I'm at the airport, and I'm like, oh, Burger King, you know, as yeah. you do. And fucking Z walks in. I'm like, fuck, man, it's, it's fucking Z. Yeah. And there's like no seats, and he's looking around. I've got a seat opposite me. I'm like, you sit here if you want. Yeah. He's like, thank you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> usual Z, like, it's never a T, it's an S. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, S. There. He's like, oh, yes, you can be. You, do you happy? Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Oh, yes. What do you lift? Yeah, you tell me. Yeah. Mm, it's not so good. Thanks, thanks, I'll go away and work on it. <laughs> oh yes, yes. It's always working, working. Yeah, training is best. Training best for me. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's the thing. You know, like the, then when he came out to Australia a little while ago, we went out for dinner, and you know, it's funny. He doesn't even enjoy competing. Yeah, but he loves the training. Um, and he's like, "Hey, competition, nah, thank you for it." Yeah, I just love. He loves the training and just that process of going in and doing this and doing that. Yeah, working through it. You know, he did that big cut to try and help his back injury a little while ago and got shredded as hell. Yeah, that, that's when he came to Australia. He was just, yeah, I think he was at the peak of that yeah. At the time. Yeah, and, and, you know, and then... Still 160 kilo, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with abs. Yeah, I remember when, like, he, he goes, oh, yes, yeah, so I'm 160. And I was, like, there, I'm like, I'm 200. <laughs> and then he's probably like, this is good weights for log lift. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like what he, when he was talking about the log lift... One thing I like what he said, he goes, you can't train log lift without log. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like, yeah. He's just like looking at everybody and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like, yeah, that's no shit. Like, <laughs> you need a fucking log. <laughs> but yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, I really liked him. And like when he was just watching everybody train, like the laser focus he has watching people. And it's just like, you kind of like, you're standing there, you're like, I don't want to fuck up. This is Big Z. I don't want to fuck this up. I want to get this right. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was like um, the, the Russians came out for, a, I think it was GPC world competition years ago. Yeah. And so they're doing the seminar at the gym and it's freaking hilarious. So I'm like, oh, Misha's coming. Like, fuck it, I want to meet Misha, man. Like, one of the best strength athletes of all time. Yeah. Um, Ollie lifting, Highland Games, strongman. You know, he's done it all. And so he comes in. I was like, oh, hey, Misha, like, do you want to do stones? He's like, of the competition? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. Misha wants to do stones. This is sick. 
Uh, yeah, I'm thinking that he's not gonna do this. You know, he turns up two days later after the comp. He goes, "Oh yes, you bring Daki. We do stones." Yeah, okay. Crack is early. He's on vodka, barefoot. Just picks up the 180, no warm up. Loads it. This is fun. And then I'm like, okay, well you done that. I'm going for a PB. I want to get this 140. He gives me this big slap on the back. Says some ra- random spell in Russian. Yeah. <laughs> Still to this day, I've got no idea what it meant. And then I, like, I picked straight up and load. I mean, I've been trying to load that stone. I think it was like for two months or something. I tried every week. And like I get off the ground, I couldn't lap it. Yeah. And then that day, like, uh, Misha does this weird Russian spell on my back, and I lift it up straight away. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> and then he goes to give me a high five, but I'm covered in tackies. So I didn't want to cover him in tacky. And then it's like this awkward, like, elbow. This is pre-COVID, right? We didn't do elbows back then. And it was just the funniest thing. It was such a great night. But, you know, every top strongman I've met, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, there's just no ego. Let's have some fun. Let's lift some shit. Yeah. Let's have a laugh. Let's have a drink. And swap stories. That's, that's all a strongman is, right? It's just swapping stories. Exactly. That's that's and that's you know like there are times when like I remember like some guys when they're going to do their first novice comp and they would and like I I consider myself a very experienced novice guy because I've never done like state level stuff or you know one of the big comps yet because I'm just always like for me it's just my injuries it's like. But I'm next year. I know it's my year. I have been injury free for a whole year. It's like okay, my and that's been my plan: train well, be injury free, then you know the year after. But anyway, when guys talk to me about their comps, I'm like, just have fun. It's a novice comp. <laughs> like go in there with a killer mindset, but just have fun. You know, get your shit done, but have fun. That's all it is. It's always, fun. always have fun. Yeah. Because like, you can't, you won't survive the day if you don't think it's fun. But it is fun. Yeah. You know, I guarantee 20 years from now, we're all going to look back and be like, oh man, that yeah. was. <laughs> look at what I did. That was, that, <laughs> was, that was awesome. That's the thing, right? At some point, so many people don't get to experience what we experience. Yeah. And those of us that do know that there's no better feeling. Yeah. And so have a laugh, enjoy it, fuck up. Yeah. Hurt yourself. Who cares? Yeah. Like you're gonna get fixed, right? Yeah. Don't die. That's the only rule. Yeah, just don't die. Yeah, just don't <laughs> die. And, and even if you do, just come back. Yeah. Um, you know, make sure you got it on camera because that's it's entertaining. <laughs> um, no, don't die. Anyone listening, please. Dying's bad. Yeah. Uh, it's not good for the sport. <laughs> I want to just like go back to a bit about you now. Um, so I want to just talk about your heart stuff and. What happened? How that's been affecting you lately? Oh, not lately. I mean, obviously, it's not really affecting you at all. But that's what I want to sort of get back to about that. Yeah, no, that was that was scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, literally. <laughs> Go to the gym, train, feeling good, no problem. Yeah. And then left the gym and just like struggling to breathe. Yeah. So I get on the bus to go to work. And I'm like, I'm, str- like, I'm struggling to walk five, ten metres, right? Yeah. No. It doesn't feel good. But then the harder it is to breathe, the more you start to think you can't breathe. Yeah. So then you start to have like a little panic attack. So when I get to work, like, I feel like shit. Yeah. I've had to stop, like when I cross the road, stop and sit down for like five minutes. And I get to work and one of the boys like, oh. Yeah, okay. I'm like, oh, I just don't feel too good. I'm like, I think I might be having a panic attack, actually. Like, yeah. Can you just give me some more? He's like, yeah, yeah. And so I went into one of the meeting rooms and 
we just did like some breathing exercises. Mm. And I'm thinking, in my head, I'm thinking I'm having a panic attack, so I just need to calm. Just calm myself down. <sighs> you know, just do some deep breathing kind of exercises and whatnot. This goes on for like two hours. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and like my boss is like, I think like we should probably call an ambulance. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, probably a good idea. So I call an ambulance. First kid comes. I, you know, like, what's going on? You know, tell her, okay. She checks my heart rate. It's like 220. Damn. She's like, hmm, how long have you been like this for? About three hours. Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, she's like, right, take this, take this. Um, I think the other stuff like help subdue the heart rhythm. And then she radios in for backup. <laughs> that's never a good sign. Yeah, that's not good, yeah. And then they send out this uh, senior, and it turned out, <laughs> so then the car that turned up, um, the one of the paramedics was quite senior. And then I later found out that the other one was on like her first week. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So afterwards, I'm like, man, she really held it together. Yeah. Because um, like the senior one did great, and she's just like, what? The, what do you? What? She's like, no, I should have to zap you. Like, you shouldn't be conscious. Yeah. I'm like, okay. She's like, yeah, I think the strongman has like saved your life here, but it's probably caused it as well. But yeah, um, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> and so then, yeah, they took me around to RPA, and then RPA did a whole bunch of tests and whatnot, and oxygen levels kind of dropped to like 92 and then they ended up doing uh, ultrasound on the heart yeah. and um, the chick doing the ultrasound not a good poker player no. <laughs> <laughs> just like look, oh, look on her face was like not good yeah <laughs> and so she calls the doctor and the doctor has a look and he's like uh, yeah so your heart's working at about 30% of what it should be um, he's like, are you on any drugs? And I'm like, I've got my mum on one side of the bed and my now wife, then girlfriend on the other. And I'm like, drugs? Hmm. To find drugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cocaine, ecstasy, marijuana? No. Yeah. Uh, testosterone, D-Bowl, Anadrol? Yes. <laughs> um, he's like, okay, that's fine. Like, you know, how much? Keep in mind, I've got like the mum on one side, yeah. the girlfriend on the other, and I'm just like, not worth dying for, right? And so I told him the truth and gave him the answer. And literally, like, my mum was like, we'll talk about this later. And my <laughs> wife's like, yes, we will. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. So there later was like 30 seconds later, once the doc left me. <laughs> so then he went and did some stuff, and it's like, what the hell? I'm like, yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah. Mum then literally, like, we were still living at home then. Mum found my stuff and just threw it out. Yeah. That day. So, literally, I came off gear, like, completely cold yeah. turkey. Shit. Um, which kind of messed with the hormone levels for a few months until it settled, but I didn't have a choice. Yeah. Um, it was, like, the combination of the shit food, the extreme training, and then adding that. Yeah. was just the perfect storm to completely fuck myself over. Yeah. Um, and then the doctors couldn't work out what was happening. Or why? And I'm like, Doc, I'm telling you, when you do A, B, C, it equals D. Yeah. Shit happens. I'm like, you watch. I'll get out of here. I'll eat proper. I'll have fish and salad and 
you know, start doing cardio and all that. I'll stop having two large pizzas for fucking lunch and you watch, everything will fix itself out. Yeah. No, it can't be that easy. But I'm telling you, Doc, it is. Hey, they kept me in there for almost a full week. Yeah. Um, and I think the only reason they let me out is because I was such a prick and because <laughs> it was coming up to Christmas. No, literally, because yeah. I was like, and they're like, no, nah, but we want you to agree you'll come back for an electrophysiology study. Because um, they did an angiogram. And ironically, my arteries were all clear. Oh, wow. Okay. No idea how. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. Well, maybe your heart pumping so much, it just fucking cleared <laughs> just it out like a gurney. <laughs> just flushed it out. Yeah. Um, so like, that was all good. And they're like, oh, we want to do an electrophysiology study. Yeah. But we can't get you in anytime soon for that anyway. So I'm like, okay. So they're like, we'll let you go home. But we're going to put you on this medication, which will help subdue your heart rhythm. Like, okay, cool, I'll do that. They're like, no alcohol, no steroids or any of that stuff. Yeah. No extreme strongman training. Um, so, of course, the next day I still went to the gym, <laughs> saw the boys, and the boys <laughs> were all like, you're not touching anything, like, you're not lifting, whatever. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm just here to watch. It's like, I just needed to be in that environment. Like, I needed to see my guys. Yeah. I just spent the last week thinking, at some points, honestly, like, I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. Um, this isn't good. And then having in the space of 24 hours, the heart going from 30% and then getting an MRI done that then showed the heart was back at 100%. And no one in the hospital being able to explain it. And me just trusting my coach at the time was going, oh, telling me like, mate, the shit you've been taking, yeah. combined with the training, combined with your poor nutrition, and you're way over the top excessive amounts of caffeine. Let's not forget that either. I think when we tallied it up, it was like 2,000 milligrams a day. Fuck, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm lucky to have like, I don't know, 150 yeah. Yeah, max. Yeah, so we're talking like, I'll be having a couple of monsters, caffeine tablets, maybe some pre-workout. And, you know, and the doc's trying to work out what's wrong. And I'm trying to, you know, my coach is like, it's this simple. So then... I got in touch with one of the boys from the UK. He got me in touch with his doctor over there. And then I got him in touch with the doctor and the professor. Because they ended up sending a fucking professor in. He's trying to fucking work this shit out. He's like, I've never seen anything like this. I'm like, I'm telling you, doc, like I'm a freak, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've ruptured my left kidney when I was four. Yeah. They then removed pretty much all of it when I was seven. It then fucking regrew to a normal size. Yeah. I crushed... My T1 to my T5 in my back. Yeah. And it healed in six weeks. Like, my body makes no sense, right? I don't fit into a textbook. I get that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm telling you, the sum of all things is put me in this situation. And they ended up just kind of going, well, it's not this, it's not this, it's not this. Yeah. <laughs> we don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, and so they let me go. I agreed to do the electrophysiology study. And then the week of that, I just had this feeling it was all going to go bad. And I was just like, no, like it's not going to go well. To the point, I changed the beneficiary on my life insurance, my superannuation, and basically worked it to all get left to my partner and mum at the time. Yeah. Had one of the boys gave him the pin to my phone to delete everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the girlfriend doesn't need to see the people I may or may not 
follow on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, just delete it all. Factory all settings yeah, all the exactly. way. Um, and then, you know, like I wrote a letter to mum. I wrote a letter to Emmy and basically had tucked it away and just said to Andy, like, if anything happens, these things are there, this is that, and just, just do it, right? Yeah. And he's just one of those mates who'd do anything for you. Like, no worries. And not to herself. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you killed someone and buried a body with him, yeah, you, no, no, no. He'd, he'd carry that to the grave for yeah. you. And so I was in this really weird funk trying to say things to Emmy at the time. And she's like, I don't want to hear it. Like, you're going to be fine. Like, stop talking stupid. I'm like, no, no, I just had this feeling. And then the day of, I'm in the hospital, literally just before they take me in. And the doctor comes in and he's like, oh, look, I know you'd ask for a general anesthetic, which is where they knock you out and completely put you under. He goes, but just because everything with you makes no sense, he goes, I'd rather just give you some light sedation so that you're lucid and, and with it and with us. And I was just like, yeah, no worries. And he's just like, what? Huh? Like, how are you so calm? Like, oh. And it was weird. And then we went in and I remember they had Triple M playing. And I just remember having the best time of my life. Yeah. Cold Chisel came on, Midnight Oil came on, I'm singing along. Um, light sedation is fun. <laughs> <laughs> and the weirdest thing is, right, so when they do electrophysiology study, they go in through your groin. Yeah. So they literally put a little hole on each side of your groin and go up through the arteries into the heart. And the idea is that they send all these currents around to map your heart and work out if and where it short circuits, which is what creates the abnormal rhythm. Yeah. But you can see it all on the giant plasma TV screen sitting directly next to the operating bed. Fuck. So <laughs> you're seeing everything. <laughs> yeah, this is why I wanted to general, right? Just put me to sleep, I'll wake up, we're done, yeah. we're good. Or I go to sleep and I'm dead and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so they're mapping it all out and then at one point I see the heart rate monitor hit 242. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, dark high five. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, heart rate PV. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what? Next thing I know, the sedation gets turned up. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, let's just quiet this guy down. Right? <laughs> and then they, they took him down to like 30. Um, and he's like, great. So he comes over and he's like, yeah, look, so we've worked out. Yes, at short circuits. He goes, the good news is I think you're actually born with it. Um, okay. He goes your training and lifestyle might have brought it to the surface. Yeah. He goes, but that's actually probably a good thing because now we can treat it. And so he's like, yeah, I don't want to zap it, which is what they normally do. So usually they zap it and then that sorts the circuiting so it goes where it should go. But because it was near this thing they call a junction box, he's like, I think it's too high a chance you'd need a pacemaker. Oh. And at your age, I think it was like 35 at the time, He's like, well, 34, he's like, I think that's too high a risk. I'm like, well, how high? is like, oh, you know, 4 or 5%. I'm like, so you tell me there's 95, 96 chance we're fine. <laughs> yeah. And he's just very, my cardiologist is very, very conservative. Yeah. Uh, he's just like, no, I think it's too high. He goes, I'd rather just put you on Metropolol, which is a beta blocker that helps to do the rhythm, monitor you every six months, do ECGs, blood work, and just check that things are all good. Yeah. And so we've done that ever since. Yeah. So every six months you go back for a checkup. Never had an issue. Never had an issue. That's pretty Yeah, good. in saying that, I've cleaned up the diet. Yeah. 
the training is not as crazy as it once was. Yeah. I, I don't do the mental. I mean, yeah, I, you I, train sounds, smarter. Yeah, I, I pull shifts, right? But, no. Um, you know, I'm not doing the loads and the volumes yeah. that I was doing back then. And that's because I can't recover to do those loads because I'm not doing any of that other stuff either. No. Um, and so then it just became a case of, okay, that's where we're at. Mm. Do I walk away from Strongman or do we start again? <laughs> I don't quit, right? Crazy motherfucker. So <laughs> we start again. Hell and yeah. I, and I'm talking like my first couple of sessions back at the gym after that, like it started to ease into it. But like Emmy was like, I'm coming with you. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you've ever trained with your missus. Um, it's not the most enjoyable experience because <laughs> like, what you think's heavy, what she thinks heavy are two very different yeah. things. <laughs> and she just kept it on me, like made sure I wasn't maxing out, wasn't doing anything over strenuous, that I did my cardio, that literally she would sit by the pool and watch me swim laps so that I couldn't miss any. And so, yeah, in hindsight, that's probably a good thing because it made yeah. me do it as well. It's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> so I was always going to do it, but having her, they definitely made sure of that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, gradually she started to see, okay, he's serious, he's not doing stupid shit he's eating a bit better and but your missus supports you through everything anyway she's phenomenal yeah like (laughs) i mean i as i said like earlier on like it's hard to find a partner that supports what Uh, we do yeah first date so i was on the gold coast and i'd gone up there to do a comp back when they had the queensland strongman series yeah um so that was with chad croft and that was held at coco's Oh, yeah. In Coco's like original gym yeah. before he moved into the giant warehouse they've got up there now. And I went up there with a bunch of the, the guys from Cairns, so like Paddy, Beck, Matt, Mo, yeah. um, and a few others. And we had a great old time. And then Emmy sends me this message. And I'm like, oh, I think she might be a bit keen here. And um, she's like, oh, you know, good luck. Like, you know, how'd your comp go? That kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, it's good, whatever. <laughs> And then I'm like, I'm back tomorrow. She's like, oh, maybe we could like, you know, go for a drink or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, that sounds good. So then, funniest part is, I was meant to be going on a date with a chick up there <laughs> that next day before yeah. I flew back. And I've been working on that for a while. <laughs> and so I'm drunk. It's like two in the morning and I'm reading Qantas going, I need to change my flight <laughs> and get back to Sydney sooner. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're within 24 hours. You can't. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Can I just buy a new ticket? And so I brought a new ticket. It was like 300 bucks. I don't even know any of you listening to this. I don't think I've ever actually told you the full story. <laughs> <laughs> this is great content. And so <laughs> I've changed my flight. I've flown back. Bailed on this chick up there. And I said, oh, sorry. I had to go back to Sydney. Um, we'll catch up next time. Bye bye. Yeah. And then got back to Sydney, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's go for a drink." You know, like Oliver Tremoy like, is a pub across the road. Like, that sounds great. You know, eight hours later, I should probably go home now. Yeah. Um, so like, our first date went for like eight hours, and I remember telling her, "Like, strongman will always come first." Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "No, wait. Um, <laughs> like, if we're together, like, no. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Like, you need to be aware of that." Because I'd only come out of a relationship probably a couple months before that where, like, Strongman was one of the reasons we broke up. Yeah. I wanted to go full hog. And she was like, I want to, like, start a family and, like, be close to home. And, 
you know, Sunday's family day. And I was like, no, Sunday's like event day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> or comps, depending on like, exactly. you know, where we're at. <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, things kind of progressed with them. And then, yeah, we ended up, you know, obviously going on a few dates and things just felt right. And, you know, a second day, she's like, oh, just so you know, like, I'm not looking to muck around. So, mm-hmm. like, you know. I'm looking for something serious, like I want to get married and all that. So if you're not interested, like you can leave now kind of thing. I remember messaging the boys and just being like, man, this chick's awesome. Like she's just so upfront and honest. And I'm like, it's weird. Like she said that. I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Like it didn't scare me off at all. And she still to this day says that didn't happen, but maybe it happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure if I could find the old messages or messages somewhere, they're probably there <laughs> messaging after. And so... Yeah, we've been together now. We just had our seven-year anniversary. Yeah, okay, two years nice. married, and we've got a baby on the way that's due in very soon, about 17 days at the time we're recording this. So I'm looking at my phone now, making sure Em hasn't messaged me to say contractions are started. Um, and so, yeah, like we, we've got this great life, obviously, together. And Em always had this philosophy that you can have everything. Yeah. You don't have to actually sacrifice. Like, you can have it all. Yeah. And it was refreshing. And I was like, and now I realize she's right. I can't. Because I've got a great relationship with her. I've got a great relationship with my friends. I've got an awesome career. I've got my training and my strongman stuff. And I've got a little bubs on the way now. It's like, I have got it all. Yeah. Like, you can actually genuinely that's, that's have it all. That's the mentality you'd want in a partner. Like, that's the one I have in my current partner, too. Yeah, she's she's supportive. She comes to the com. She cheers me on. She records me, you know. And I, what more can you ask? Like I mean, you just want somebody that's, you want somebody that's there that understands and they, and they know this is your passion. Yeah. Like it's not just a, it's not just you going to the gym with the boys. Uh, this is what I do. I have to do it. Yeah, but I think as well, like she just accepts it. Yeah, and I think it works because. She's quite independent, yeah. and I'm quite independent. Yeah. Now, yeah, we love our time together. That, yeah. That's amazing. Um, but we're also, we both need our time apart yeah. to do our own There's things. a happy medium. And you need so, to be in the middle there. Yeah, I go do my training. She does her training. But, you know, I don't know that there's too many women that would support me in the way that she does. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in the last year with all the different pools and fundraisers and media events and all of that stuff and radio and everything that came with it, you know, for me, I've had to make sure my sleep was on point. Yeah. So, yeah, that means that sometimes I get home from work, we have dinner, I have a shower and I go to bed. Yeah. And it's 6.30. Yeah. And she's been home all day, working from home, doing a thing. Yeah. And hi, see you later. <laughs> see you later, yeah. You know, and I've got training the next day. I'm up at 4 a.m. You know, oh, I've got this event. I'm up at 4 a.m. Yeah. Just it's part and parcel. You know, like I don't necessarily go out on a Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. Because Saturday, Sunday, two of my usual training days where I've got time that if I need to be there for two or three hours, I can be. Yeah. It's not like a getting get it out. And so I don't think there's too many women that would be. There isn't. They're rare. Okay. They're with the that. good and ones. Yeah. You know. They're the keepers. 100%. Um, and that's what I say. Like, I don't know how she lets me get away with some of the stuff she does. Yeah. Um, you know, like, <laughs> she 
she does. She supports you, man. And, That's and what like, matters. And she helps out so much around the house. Like, you know, she'll do the cleaning. She'll do the washing. I generally do the cooking and the groceries. Yeah. Um, and then we try to make sure that at least Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, it's kind of like our time. Yeah. And then we usually get a couple of nights during the week where I'll stay up late. Yeah. Uh, now, stay up late for me is, you know, 8.30. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a late night. Yeah, um, and so you know, but we'll watch a couple of shows together or we'll chat, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I never thought that I would be a fan of the Real Housewives, um, but I am. <laughs> I, I love it, absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, and I, I love the irony of the heavyweight strongman watching Real Housewives. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, you would have thought, right, where these big like alpha males. Um, but then we're giant teddy bears that also enjoy a bit of drama and a laugh. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> so that's like our little indulgence is, you know, we watch that together. And, you know, she got me hooked on one damn episode. And now we watch like seven different versions of it from the different cities. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the one that gets upset if we miss something. Um, or if I see something on social media, I'll be like, oh, have you seen this? <laughs> She'll be like, no. Great, did I just ruin it? No. <laughs> is that coming up? Is it airing? Um, so yeah, like we're, we're a good balance, I think. And, yeah. you know, even with the baby coming, she's like, oh, you know, like, I expect you to be, you know, and I want to be like, I want to be a hands-on dad and I want to be around and doing all that. So that's definitely going to be priority number one. Yeah. Dad duties. But then at the same time, she's like, I think it's important for you to have some stuff to be working on. So like playing a couple of these big pools again, and it may not be like this year where there was one every week kind of thing yeah. sometimes it'll three or four in a week but it might just be that there's one or two big ones next year or three or four yeah. but she's like you know i still want you to train like you like to eat you're used to eating so you still need to train otherwise you're just going to get fat and lazy yeah. and so i'm like you yeah, know you're right i, I want to train so okay you give me the green light there win yeah um but then also for her i'm like you need to also train because yeah. i don't want you just to have the baby and then be like i'm a mum like you're a mum you're a wife and you're Emmy. Yeah. You've got those three different hats. Yeah. So you need to wear those three different hats, which means you need to make time for you as a person. We need to make time for us as a husband and wife, not just as a mum and dad. Yeah. And as a person, as any, like you need to have time by yourself, with your friends, whatever. I still need to be Troy. I still need to be dad. I still need to be a husband. Yeah. And so I think that's, Hopefully that sets us up for a, a strong year next year, but still with balance. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably the biggest thing I've learned since that hospital scare is the importance of balance and yeah. that it doesn't have to be all eggs in one basket. Yeah, you can't go extreme. Like balance is the most key thing. Like I used to be like that, you know. I used to train like six, seven days a week at yeah. one point. Like it was lunacy what I was doing. And then, yeah, when I got, when I did my back in for 18 months, that was the biggest, it was a big eye opener for me. Because like, no matter what I did, it just wasn't getting better. I tried to go back to the gym a few times, it got worse. Like, instead of getting better, this is fucking myself up. And then, I don't know, I realized I needed to find more balance of myself i needed to go okay i need to first get i need to heal myself i just can't go into like you know brute training again like i used to right <laughs> so i took up yoga i did yoga 
And that, for me, was the best thing I ever did for my back. Best thing ever. I've, like, gone on about it a few times on this podcast, you know. Yoga was my secret weapon when I broke my back and yeah. I was trying to heal it. I, I got into yoga as well. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm still friends with my yoga instructor yeah, from back then. I'm, I'm, and she now yeah. does bodybuilding. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Which was bizarre. Like, she yeah. went from this very holistic kind of lifestyle and now, like, she does very, very well in, like, the IFBB. Yeah. She's working as a personal trainer and a coach and she's got a bunch of girls that have done really well. And yeah. So yoga is amazing. No, but it's, it's also hilarious watching... A big heavyweight strongman. Oh uh, yeah, oh, um, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done in my life. <laughs> I never thought I never thought something like so what was meant to be relaxing. I was the only guy in there like huffing and puffing, like, fucking making grunts. Like, oh come on, get into this position. Yeah, but most uh, yoga chicks are like fifty kilos. Yeah, tiny, so, <laughs> you got yeah. this two hundred kilo bloke just fucking trying to get into some like warrior pose. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yoga is unreal. And that's the thing, though. It's finding like what works for you. Yeah. Um, and you can't have a cookie cutter kind of approach because everyone's different, right? Yeah. Um, and even for the same person, depending on where you're at in life, different approaches are needed as well. Yeah. Um, like I train now four days a week. That to me is perfect. perfect. You know, four days gives me three. I, I have a, usually a day, maybe two days with my missus. And then I have yeah. a day just to do like what we're doing right now. I just do podcasting or like I, I build shit in my garage, you know, just stuff like that. Like yeah, nice. it's a day for myself, you know. Then like work, I'm a casual worker anyway, so I work whenever, you know, that just fits into my day yeah. naturally. So I have that kind of balance now. And it's taken me a long time, like a long time to get that. But that's why I think having like – my missus now, Jade, she, she's phenomenal. Like, she supports me. She goes, like, we have our time together and she knows that. But if I say to her, I've got to go to the gym, she's like, yeah, okay, I'll see you later. Yeah. And it's like, you know what, thank you. Because I've had to fight for that before. You know, it's like, I've got to go to the gym, but it's our time. It's like, yeah, but you know what I'm trying to do. You know what I want to achieve. Like, my dream in the next five years, hopefully, getting the world's strongest man. Oh, yeah. You know, that's my dream. Like, it's a goal. Well, I shouldn't say it's a dream. It's a goal. It's a solid goal, I think. And I think it can be done. I just got to put more into it. But I also understand that there is – I have a life. You know, I have to be real about that. If I want to be serious about things, you still – you got to chase your dream, but you need that support around you. And, and honestly, like, having a pillar, like, you know, a good missus, that helps. Oh, a good partner helps. Massive. And that's the thing. You can't do it – on your own. No. Like I would there's no no way in hell I would have been able to do what I've done over the last eighteen months. Yeah. Without that support. Um and you know, when I'm coming, you know, articulating ideas and things, oh that sounds great, or oh what about this? Oh I don't know about that or you know, it gives me feedback after an interview, oh that was really good or Oh, that was a, don't know, don't know about that. Like, yeah. oh, good, good thing you weren't on, you know, like that was your kind of people that you were talking to when you yeah. said that. Um, and you weren't on, you know, something more mainstream. You're like, okay, that's, yeah, okay, thanks for that, yeah. Be a bit more careful with my words, I guess, on some stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she'll tell me how it is. Uh, that's what I love most about her as well. Yeah. She doesn't just try to make me feel good. It's yeah. like... It's communication, it's, open communication. It's... That's the that's what every relationship needs. Is it's communication and understanding. Yeah, and I think again, it's it's a, what we do as strong men, 
you know, it's hard for people to understand. It's very hard. Because it's like, like I said, like when you come home and you're fucking battered and bruised and you're just like, you know, you can't get out of like off the couch or out of bed the next day or whatever it is, you know. Like the amount of times I get up like out of bed just to go and get something and I'm just like making all these like cries of pain. My partner's just looking at me like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? You're 31 and you sound like you're 90, you know. <laughs> Oh, yes, I've been there. (laughs) You know, but in the end, they just laugh at it because they understand. There's a goal at the end of the Laugh or yell at you, one of the two. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) But they they know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I've told my partner, like, I know this isn't going to go on forever. You know, they'll probably, like, I have a kind of, like, in my mind, probably just before I hit 40, I'll probably stop. Like, no. Uh, no, like I'll stop doing the heavy stuff, like what I'm doing. I'll still train. Yeah, but see, but heavy, heavy is also relative. Well, that, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and that's the, that's the beauty of strength training, right? Is yeah. that's really all about intensity. Yeah, but I just don't think I'll be training to compete. That's probably more. Hey, yeah, you will. You'd be doing masters with me. Yeah, because I won't. Let, I won't let you get out of it. <laughs> It, you you, do you know, never the, get out. The best thing is, though, for New South Wales, for Masters, we don't even have to qualify. So <laughs> you can literally just say to Mick, like, yep, I'm in and pay the entrance fee and turn up. That's it. Uh, That's the it. idea is if, you, if you're that old and still crazy enough to want to do it, yeah. uh, what the hell, come on down, you <laughs> lunatic. Um, you know, like I think Smitty only just retired last year. Yeah. Um, you know, and then still went and did a comp with a broken hip, <laughs> a crazy bastard. Um, but I love that as well because yeah. that's just being true to yourself. Yeah, it's it's instilled in you. That's the thing. This the sport it gives you that. It gives you that weird drive to want to do more, you know. And even when you're like, yeah, no, I'm gonna stop. You're not stopping. Like we like even when I say like, I know when I say it to my partner, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop to train to compete. You know, it doesn't mean I'm not gonna not go to the gym. It's just like I'm not going to put in like you know the th- try and aim for higher numbers if it comes naturally it will come naturally kind of thing you know yeah, but you now might be I'm aiming for, you know I'm going to work on some body composition for yeah. the, the next 12 weeks or 6 months whatever it may be I, I'm going to work on my reps I'm going to work on my speed like, yeah. there's different aspects to training that you yeah. can still work on and that's why like, people go oh, like you know how long do you reckon you'll do this for I'm like Man, I would be my absolute happiest if I died in a harness pull on something. Yeah. Hopefully old. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. like not 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 next year. <laughs> I'd I'd love to be, you know, eighty, ninety and still doing strongman in some shape or form. Yeah. You know, I don't see myself ever stopping. I don't want to. Um I don't know. I'm good. Um, you know, like I, I love the sport and I love the training. And to me I go, there's no reason why you can't keep doing it and there's a great quote from Derek Boyer that's like as long as <laughs> I can shit and I can deadlift I know I'm alive yeah fuck yeah <laughs> hey man uh, yeah it's still one of the best quotes no reason to be alive if you can't do deadlift well, yeah. yeah Derek's now 50s yeah and he was still out at Winton for their big truck show they do every two years this year Picking up a 150 kilo engine, like V8 engine, yeah. carrying it and loading it in the back of a truck for no other reason other than 
I can. Yeah. And I want to see if I still can. Yeah. And I love I love that about Poya. He yeah, he had the challenge not long. Oh, not long ago. I think it's the hundred and forty kilo for fifty reps. It just you know yeah, he's done. And he's he done did it. So much crazy stuff. Yeah. Like. Have you seen the video of him leg pressing a uh, road train? No. <laughs> Yeah, you're listening. Look that one up. <laughs> Derek right, Boyer at Winton. So he's sitting on a four-wheel drive. And, uh, sorry, he's got his back into the front of the uh, road train. Yeah. Uh, for those that are listening, that's a truck with three trailers on it. Um, so it sits at usually, I think it's like 90 or 100 ton. And then he's got his feet up against a four-wheel drive in front of him. Yeah. And he literally pushes back like you're doing a leg press. Jesus, I know he was doing the the <laughs> stone from the, the hip, the hip, the yeah, he, uh, he lifted that stone up in um, Lismore. Is it eleven hundred kilos? Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Insane the, the Lismore stone. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing with Boyer. He like fifteen years undefeated. Yeah. At ASM. Yeah, he was. A it's not a bad run. No, it's, it's <laughs> probably one of the best runs you can have. You know, but then off the back of that, he got himself some great opportunity, sponsorship with Masashi. Yeah. It was probably worth a fair bit. He's done some media stuff. He was on Gladiators. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's, oh, fuck. I forgot yeah. about that. I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> the good old Gladiator days. Yeah, it's a great show. I miss that yeah, show. Bring it back. Shit. They should bring that back. That'd be an awesome <laughs> show to bring back. Yeah. Imagine that Gladiators now, but you had like Cold Wolf at the end. <laughs> it's a bomb. <laughs> That was a. That was actually not a bad show. I remember watching it. Like, oh, fuck! I was a kid, man. I was like, oof. I'd say six or seven years old when I was watching that. I think it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have been because I would have been ten or eleven. You're a few years younger yeah. than me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> but it was think, a good show. think of it now, though. Imagine the caliber of athlete that would come through as a competitor. Oof. With the growth of sports like your CrossFit and your powerlifting and your strong man, strong woman, and what those kind of athletes could do in that environment. Oh, yeah. Like especially, yeah. Like, when we look at Ninja Warrior. Is it Ninja Warrior? Yeah. Yeah, Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. I mean, when I watch it there, like, with a bowl of popcorn, I go, I could do better. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah, fuck, I would too. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think most people would, Actually, man. Can we do that. Can we get like a anyone listening? Can we get a bunch of heavyweight strongmen? Um, that are not not you hoops because you just want to win everything. But that are more of the traditional heavy set, um, old power bellies, Adruna style heavyweight yeah. strongman. We just get a bunch of us doing an obstacle course. Yeah. <laughs> I that would be think, hilarious. I don't think we'd get past the first thing. <laughs> We just go straight into the water there, man. That's uh, what I think would happen. I don't know, man. Anything could happen, right? It's all balance, coordination. Yeah, and a lot of grip strength. Yeah. I think we, I think some guys would have that for sure. We'd be all right on the grip stuff. Yeah, that's not um. too bad. But everything else, I don't know. I don't know about hopping on uh, little pads. I've got a little bit of a problem with that. Yeah, you've got a, uh, so I've got a problem. I've got trust issues with chairs. Yeah, ch- chairs. And for me, it's like even one meter height. Like, if I jump down something that's, like, one meter, I've done it once before, I got winded. Like, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you know, and I was just, I remember, like, I I, don't, I I had to drop down. I was, I literally, it was a, not even a meter high. It's probably, like, a desk. Yeah. And I just jumped down that. 
And I just remember, like, I, I was on the boat. I had to sit down. I was like, oh, I couldn't breathe. I was out. <laughs> I was out, like, for a good five minutes. And my mate's like, dude, this, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, you don't understand. I think I just, like, killed myself. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No, I would have too many issues with that. For me, it's heights. I've heights got, and I've got a couple of box jumps almost go wrong. That's always uh, it's a scary sight when I do box jumps at the best of time, let alone if I slip off the top. Yeah, man. See, I can't. I look at that and it's like I can't. I can't even like, as I said, something like tight table height. Yeah. I get I get scared of that. Okay. I have to like sit down and then like gently put myself back. You know, <laughs> I don't even jump anymore. That's yeah, how scared I, I am. I train in a couple of different gyms, so when I'm doing my stuff at uh, Fitness First, hmm. you got and yeah, you know, Fitness First is a commercial gym. Um, Top rides is probably a little bit different because you've got a few boys there that do the powerlifting or that just genuinely love strength training. But mm. then there's also plenty of just normal people that just want to do, you know, a little 45-minute workout and just be fit and healthy. and The regular know, people. Just normal people, yeah. yeah. And, and you forget because you've been – I've been doing Strongman for so long. I'm desensitized to crazy shit, right? Like, to me, it's just normal. Yeah. You forget that there's people here who literally like walking on a treadmill for 20 minutes is their normal. Yeah. And they look over and there's a guy that's like lifting 100 odd kilos with his teeth. Yeah. Or the, when I'm doing box jumps at like 30 that's, odd inches and they're like, yeah, hang on, that, that, that doesn't look right. That shouldn't be happening. Yeah, you started <laughs> doing that recently, didn't you? The, with the lifting stuff with your teeth? Yeah, earlier this year. Dude. That's something, thank you for reminding me. We got so, I got like so sidetracked and everything else. The teeth thing. That's <laughs> nuts. It's fun. <laughs> I can't. See, you say nuts to me. Yeah, but that, it's fun. like, I'm a, I'm crazy at the best of times. That's crazy. <laughs> like your dentist would love you. I, I now have a dentist. Uh, <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah, so we had the world record attempt a couple of weeks ago for the most cars pulled with the teeth. Yeah. Um, and at one point I had a little slip and the rope came flying out and actually loosened one of my teeth. Oh, wait, you did that recently? Yeah, that was two, three weeks ago now. Holy shit, how did I miss this? I think I missed, I missed that. Miss that? Yeah. That, was, it, that was Guinness I... World Record Day. Shit. Maybe I missed. You might have missed it because I haven't posted anything from it because we're. I'm now waiting on the verification. Okay, okay. For Guinness to sign off on everything, but the publisher was there and they were happy, so we should be fine. Yeah. Um, But yes, I had a little slip on that, and then the tooth came a little bit loose at the front, and then I just quickly checked it was still there, and then finished it. Um, And then afterwards, said to the wife, um, "Sorry." She had one rule. When I told her I wanted to start doing teeth stuff, she had one rule, which was, I'm okay if you do it, but it, I didn't marry a guy with no teeth. Yeah. So you just got to promise me if anything goes wrong, like you're getting them replaced. I'm like, babe, keep in mind, I also am in sales and most of my meetings with clients are face-to-face. Yeah. I can't turn up missing teeth. So yeah. that'll be fine. Um, so yeah, so one came loose. So I found a dentist. We haven't seen a dentist in like five years. Yeah. Um, you know, because I'm a male and you don't need that, right? Yeah. Um, turns out you do. Yeah. If anyone's listening, just see your dentist twice a year, even once a year. Yeah, I need to go. <laughs> yeah, much better. Um, but then I had to tell the dentist, he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, my tooth's a little bit. Oh, okay, do you know what happened? Well, yeah, I think I do. Um, and just the look <laughs> on his face when I'm like, I was pulling five cars with my teeth. And... You know, sometimes people that are really book smart, 
can't quite comprehend like normal things. Yeah, I've gotten that a few times. He's just looked at me like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. Okay, I'll show you the video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just the look on his face was just one of complete bewilderment. How? Confusion and yeah. How's it? And literally scratching his head like, how is this possible? Yeah. You know, good news. There's no fractures. It'll be fine. He's just like, you just can't do any teeth pulls for a couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I can do that. Um, I'll probably leave them now till next year anyway. Wait till the baby gets here and yeah. settled. And, um, but, you know, that stuff's been fun. But and what was the drive? Like, I mean, I love lifting shit, but I can't picture lifting it with my, with my mouth. I love the crazy part of Strongman. Yeah. I don't know if you'd call it circus stuff, but it's that more... I, I call it circus lifting. Like I, I, That's what I call it. I don't know the actual if there's a terminology for it. Yeah, it's, it's circus strongman. To me, it's just old world traditional strongman. Yeah. You know, like, I love that. And the tea stuff is just... It's stuff that people look at and go, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm looking at it like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. Um, here's the fun part. It's not actually about teeth. No? <laughs> no. Shit. <laughs> All right. So this is the, the crazy part. And the thing is, there's no one here in Australia that's kind of done this. No, that's I've never seen it here. So I've seen like European stuff. Yeah. And maybe Russians, some Americans. Ukrainians. Yeah. There's a couple of old guys in America that have done stuff. Um, there's actually one guy in particular, and he won't even talk to anyone else about it now because a guy basically used and abused him and then went and broke his records. Oh. And so now he just doesn't want to help anyone, which is a shame because it's a lot of trial and error. And yeah. um, like traditionally you use a mouth bit, which is like a piece of leather that sits in your mouth that you bite down on. Um, I haven't been able to get someone to agree to make that for me. Mm-hmm. I literally had two people that told me I was fucking crazy and no fucking way because you'll sue us if it goes wrong. And I'm like, no, I won't. I'll give you a waiver. I don't care. Um, So then I spoke to my rope guy who makes my ropes for the truck ball. And they're like, oh, yeah, we could do that. We've got, like, some really nice thin ropes. So I've literally just been tying a piece of rope onto stuff, chucking the other bit of rope into my teeth and just biting down. Okay. Yeah, I kind of get that. So it's essentially behind your... No, so so what I do, I bite down on the rear molars. Yeah. That's where I, I chew down. And then the funniest part is a lot of the strength in that actually comes from the neck, the jaw, your upper traps, and that little area you need to kind of lock in nice and tight. Yeah. But then you also need to be really strong on the top of the hamstring and the glute. Yeah. And that's actually where the power for it comes from. Okay. So it's really, really weird because psychologically you're still lifting with your teeth or pulling with your teeth. And the biggest challenge I found was I had to block out that it was the teeth because it's not the teeth. Yeah. I need to focus on what actually is doing the movement. And so got into that and then I saw that there was a record with Guinness for um, pulling aircraft (laughs) with the teeth. This goes back to the original thing. Yeah. Yeah, always (laughs) comes back to the plane for me, right? (laughs) And so I'd, I'd met a couple of people from Guinness and Penn McMillan when we did the carpool world yeah. record attempt last year. 
And so I got in touch with them and said, like, hey, look, I've seen this couple of things. Obviously, we've got the rematch. I'm going to do the 16 cars again at some point next year. And then there's one or two others that I wouldn't mind having a go at. And they just went, oh, fuck, this sounds awesome. Like, we're in. We'd like to bring you on as talent, um, which you don't get paid, but it means you've got direct access to a researcher and an adjudicator that you can check stuff with. And instead of waiting 12 weeks for a reply to an email, you get it back in a couple of days kind of thing. Yeah, fuck. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. That way is awesome. And so I was doing some stuff with the guys at Haas, which is the Aviation Museum down in Wollongong. Yeah. And literally went, oh, Let's just have a crack and see if we can do this. Because there's no way you, know, you don't know, like, yeah, you, how, how hard is it going to be to pull a plane? With yeah, the you can only and that sort of stuff. It's know. something that you can only do know <laughs> by doing it. <laughs> you just got to try. Yeah, um, it's pure trial and error. There's, yeah. It's not like there's an actual training regime behind it. So you just got to give it a go. I guess. Well, then there there is when you start to read and decipher and oh, okay, there, there is stuff you can specifically do to help with training for it, and so. With Guinness, they cut off, uh, the book comes out in September and the cutoff for the records is like March. Yeah. And this was like February. <laughs> it's now or never. Yeah. Um, and so we ended up having a crack at the one for the fastest 20 meters with a light aircraft. And the whole idea was I wanted to get little wings into the book. Yeah. Because if I could get a photo of me pulling the little wings aircraft in the book, we could then leverage that for publicity when the book came out. Yeah. Which would be great for Little Wings. So I was like, I really want to get them in. All right, let's see how we go. So they've got a plane. It's about two ton. So a little bit heavier than a car, but a little bit, a lot harder to pull. Guinness, the benchmark I had to beat was 20 seconds. First attempt, we're all good, making good time. I fall over. Yeah. Reset. Second attempt. <laughs> Fall over, pretty much give myself a moral concussion. Okay, let's give it. A, let's give it a third shot and just finish it. Fuck it. Let's at least just get the twenty meters because no one's fucking done that. Yeah. And so we did. I think it took me like two minutes. So sooner it into the Guinness. I'm like, sorry guys, nowhere near quick enough, but. It was, it was true testament of pick yourself up and try again. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Get a. Get knocked down and go again. Um, and so we're sending a great message to the kids, right, of adversity and it's okay, things don't happen and, and just get up and go. And, you know, so now I've done two record attempts on the runway at Bankstown Airport that have been failures. I'm thinking... Man, I'd love to see this shit I'm live, thinking, man. I'm, I'm done. Right, I'm not. There's no way these guys are going to work with me yeah. again. There's going to think I'm a fucking clown. <sighs> Whatever. Sorry, we're not going to make it. Books cut off. That's cool. I'll keep training and build up to it. And then the guys from the Brisbane Truck Show gave me a shot uh, for the heaviest truck pushed over a hundred feet. And so had a crack at that. That record I did get. The best thing is they forgot to tell me to stop when the front tyres went across the line. Yeah. And they <laughs> thought I had to do the whole thing. So I actually ended up pushing the truck for 40 metres instead of the 30.48. Um, and then Guinness signed off on all of that. So that was my first world record. It was like, fuck yes. 
and then came back to Sydney and um, there's an EID festival, which is like the end of Ramadan. And the guys from there had asked me to come and do a truck pull and a teeth pull. I'm like, yeah, so I did the world record on the Friday in Brisbane, flew back to Sydney on the Saturday, did the truck pull, pulled the Little Wings uh, vehicle with my teeth, then went back on the Sunday, did a truck pull, also did the Little Wings car with my teeth. And I said to the guys, oh, can I do... They had one of their tow trucks there, which is about six ton. Yeah. I was like, oh, can I do that as well with the teeth? Just want to see if I can move it. Man, that was the highlight for me. That, that three days, that was actually the highlight. <laughs> and it moved. I'm like, fuck yes. Okay. All right. We're on. Yeah. And so I said to the guys from Guinness, I'm like, all right, I can... I've got this teeth thing. It's just going to need to be in a couple of months. Like, yeah, that's fine. Like, we'll... Might just have to keep it for next year. Obviously, it won't make the book this year. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'm not even don't care about that. And so, we organise a rematch, but then COVID comes along, and we go into a lockdown. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> so for me, lockdown was great because all I had was sort of stuff to do makeshift training. Yeah. But I got to do a whole bunch of teeth work. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I, I was seeing all these videos of you lifting. The, the dumbbells in the is the, the milk crate and, and I'm like I, I had three milk crates a couple of pairs of dumbbells which had like 10s 15s 20s and a pair of 40s a heap of chains and just kind of made it work and then I had my ropes and so the only problem with the milk crates and loading them with the dumbbells your balance point was different every single lift yeah not even every day but every single lift because I had to tie and untie the rope every single time to get the dumbbells in and out to up the weight as you moved up with each set. Yeah, shit. So you then, some days you might have the rope an inch shorter, an inch longer. Um, and then we started doing some towel work as well where you wrap a towel around a dumbbell and do some sort of side-to-side swings to help build up the neck. Yeah. And then um, the idea with that was to try and get to a point where we could actually do a full swing so you'd actually do like a full 360-degree loop with the dumbbell yeah. in the towel. Yeah. Like, coach is a lunatic. Look, I'm going to say to you, man, your neck. <laughs> I remember when you had a neck. <laughs> you know? Someone, so, someone asked me the other day at Top Ride, like, what's, what's my neck? He's like, oh, surely like, you'd be about the same as Mike Tyson, right? He was like 19. And I was like, man, I actually got no idea. I can't admit, I went home and I said, well, like, you do your favor and measure the neck. Uh, 23 inches at the moment. Fuck, man. Because I remember when you had a neck, bro. That's saying something. And now I'm looking at you. I didn't want to say nothing, but you're saying you've been doing a lot of network. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah, it's you great. Know? I love it. I yeah, love man. It. Um, and so, yeah, the teeth, neck, and jaw work, man, I'm I'm loving that side of it. Yeah. It's good in the sense that it, it's not overly taxing either. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. Like, it is genuinely fun. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have days where you know it feels really good and you can punch a little more weight, and then you have days where you're like, nah, just keep it a little bit lighter and just punch the volume. Yeah. Um, and you can tell, like, straight away what you should be focusing on. So sometimes you go in, your attention's to do A, but in actual fact you end up doing B and vice versa. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, during lockdown, I just did a bunch of all of that stuff, and then when I came out of lockdown, I'm like, oh, now's the time to go for that record. Like, I am primed and ready. And so, before I was talking about that construction site where I ended up pulling their truck randomly that was at the end of my street. Yeah. Um, so, I also pulled that truck with my teeth. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, man. So, Woo. 11 and a half ton, <laughs> 10 wheel tipper. And you it's, pulled that with your teeth. Yeah, so it started as a joke because the guys looked at my Facebook and went, Oh, you're going to pull it with your teeth. I was like, 
We'll see if the pool goes well. Yeah, I'll have a crack. Now, I had no idea if this thing would move or not. Yeah. But I'm like, I'll give it a shot. One way to find out, right? The damn thing moved. I'm like, shit, it's moving. It's yeah. moving. Like, keep moving, man. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? And then, so they lost their mind. I lost my mind. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, we're, we're actually getting close to, like, world record territory here. Yeah, man. Uh, world record's like 13 and a half ton. And I'm sitting at 11 and a half on this thing. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, well, if I'm doing that, I should be able to do that light aircraft, which is like two-ton piss easy. Yeah. Like, it's just a question if I can move fast enough. And so I got in touch with the guys from Little Wings and Bankstown Airport, and I'm like, hey, any chance I can get the runway again? Because um, with Guinness, they're really strict around rules. Um, and one of the rules when you're for pulling events is the area you do it has to be surveyed. Yeah. So it has to be flat. And if it's not flat, you have to go uphill. So for the truck push, uphill. Sorry, uphill. That's fucking hard, man. Yeah, it turns out even like 1% is a freaking bitch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with Guinness, they don't fuck around. And everything's got to be recorded and videoed, front on, side on, rear. Uh, everything's got to be weighed, Holy calibrated scales. Shit. Like uphill pull and um, with your teeth. So, well, this is the thing. It all depends what you're doing. So with the runway, there's a particular area there that we'd already had surveyed for the world record attempt last year with the cars. Yeah. And that area is pretty much dead flat. So it was like, okay, we know we can use that area, but is the airport going to close the runway again? Yeah. For a third time for me, for another record attempt when I've failed two already? Yeah. Yeah, ask the question. Don't ask, don't get. Yeah. <laughs> they turn around and just go, yeah, no worries, when do you want it? <laughs> I just like the survive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then the guys from uh, the flying school, like, oh, we've got a new plane. If you want to use that, I'm like, yeah, sweet, that'll work. Um, so we use that, and then we parked the Little Wings plane in behind it, and we, we smashed it. We, we did it in like 15 seconds in the rain. Um, which is good and bad because I know I can go quicker. Yeah. But that was quick enough. To break the record. So I'm like, <laughs> let's just do that walk away and then I can come back again at some point and try and break my own record um, on a dry day. And I'd love to get it like sub 10 seconds would be like for me, that's the dream on that one. Yeah. Um, and see how long that record can then stand for. But yeah, that was my second world record with Guinness. And then after that, I had my final training session before Guinness World Record Day where we had two different attempts. And so the guys from Transdev were kind enough to lend me two buses, as you do. Yeah, um, yeah I've got a bus guy now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I've said to the guys, like, I'll, I'll do the two buses for my pool training. And then if everything's feeling good, I wouldn't mind having a crack to see if I can do one with my teeth. Yeah. And again, their bus is about 11 and a half, 12 tonne. But it's a bus. Yeah. And when's the next chance, man, get to pull a bus yeah, with my teeth, right? Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> that's what you think, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I think, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, keep in mind, like, it's, uh, the storms we've had in Sydney lately, like, it's bucketing down. Yeah, and I'm just like, it's been oh, shit oh, weather the last few months. And the guys are still kind enough to bring the buses around. And then I end up pulling the bus for like five meters. And I'm like, like, comfortably, I'm like, oh, all right. Fuck, so then I said to the guys from Guinness, I'm like, you know how we're doing the 16 cars? What do you think about. Most cars pulled with teeth as well. There's a second record. 
Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> we're in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then they had to put some guidelines together and work out benchmarks. And so what they do is they look at similar records that have been set and then they work out, well, okay, if person A did this with that and person B did that with that, what would we kind of set? And so they sent me the benchmark was five cars, um, which was tough. Yeah. Um, and my own mistake, I made it harder than it needed to be because with that car park, it's pretty much dead flat except for towards the end where it kind of goes a little uphill. And I forgot to get them to move the cars back. So the cars got lined up where I'd done... Where they, I had no choice. The cars had to be where they were for the 16 carpool. Yeah. And so I knew that finished kind of slightly uphill, but I also knew if I could get them moving at the back, like they'd kind of keep moving. And so, yeah, that was a tough pull because I did five in training on a flat surface and it was freaking piss easy. And I did 10 cars tied together and it was piss easy. Yeah. I was like, oh. So that's one that, yeah, I want to do again and, and get more because yeah. I know that there's more there. And then, yeah, next year, the my big one I really want to go for is the, the heaviest vehicle done with teeth. And there's a Russian guy that's got that record. He's had it for about seven or eight years now. And the Russians and the Ukrainians, they just do some really cool stuff. And it'll be cool to do something that's at that kind of level and yeah, just shows that, like, yeah, you can do anything. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to be a Russian or Ukrainian to do it. No, you just <laughs> yeah, you got to work hard, right? Yeah, it's all um, working hard. It's the work ethic that goes behind all this too. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, what so you do, it, man. That's something. It motivates me. I tell you, you honestly do motivate <laughs> me, man. Don't tell yeah. your dentist. Uh, <laughs> no, no, so no. that's the best thing, right? So I had to go back and see the dentist last week, and. Um, He's telling me, he goes, oh, yeah, we've got a celebrity here. I'm like, fuck off, man, I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> what are you talking about? He goes, no, I Googled you. And I'm like, it's a little creepy doc, but okay. <laughs> and uh, he's like, man, you've done some crazy stuff. What the hell? Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm not a celebrity. I'm, I'm just a crazy old man with a heart condition that doesn't know when to stop having fun. Yeah. And so he's just like, man. He goes, I, I, I want to look after you. Yeah. So, yeah, so now he's like my dentist. He gave me his number. Um, I've never had a dentist or a doctor give me their mobile before. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, if anything goes wrong, like just call me, text me. Um, I'll look after you. And I'm like, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's pretty good. Um, but I think as well, because everything we've been doing, you know, it's for charity. It's for a good cause. So I think he's like, oh, if I can help you out in my way, I, I kind of will. And yeah. I think he gets that I'm just trying to help out in my own way as well like the strongman stuff it's a little quirky and i'll tell you what when you ring a head of um chief of staff at <laughs> seven and nine and you're like hey guys how you doing yeah yeah good you know what's up oh, i'm looking at porn blah 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 with my teeth so what yeah <laughs> yeah yep, we're in, we're, we'll cover it yep we're yeah. in um and so you know there's a couple of other records i wouldn't mind doing with that stuff yeah um, there's an awesome one uh, quite honestly I don't know if I could even get to that level but there's a Ukrainian guy that's done like a 611 ton ship with his teeth uh, okay yeah <laughs> yeah it's on YouTube Go <laughs> Google that one 
Um, uh, you know, that is just freaking awesome. The, I mean, is, uh, amazing. And, the you know, mental tenacity, the, the physical training would be on another level, like almost yeah. godlike. It is. But again, it's like, how do you even train for that? Like, I, I, like yeah. I look at that and I'm like, okay, I've got some kind of understanding of how you can do that. But at the same time, I go, how can you do that? Yeah, how? How, how can you? Do, I yeah. mean, seeing what you're doing now, like, it motivates me because it's like, it's batshit crazy. And I like batshit crazy. But then at the same time, it's not batshit crazy. It, for you. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think the, the, the best I've done on, like, a teeth deadlift, I think, is like 133 kilos. Like, a, like as a teeth deadlift where you move it six inches. Yeah. World record's 287 and a half. Damn, that's more than my current deadlift. Yeah, yeah. With hands. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, what have I got to step on my game? The worst thing is I can't find video of it. I'd, I'd love to see it. I've yeah. read about it. I've found articles. But there's no video. Yeah, it's some random dude in Belgium. Damn. Um, he's not on social media. Haven't been, uh, <laughs> I'd love to just talk to him. Like, you know, how did you train for that? Like, yeah, what sort of crazy shit did you do to be able to get to that level? That's insane. And then the world record for reps with a hundred kilos is like sixty in sixty seconds. Man, I'm telling you, these people's dentists—they gotta love. Like, I mean, your dentist loves you now. He like. <laughs> he's, he's probably thinking I'll make some money here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look after you. Yeah. Damn man, uh, that's some yeah, impressive Medibank's stuff. Yeah, probably going to tear up my policy next yeah. year. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, this guy really only uses for like massage and physio. Now all of a sudden we get all these dentist bills <laughs> claims. Uh, I don't know about that. That's a bit sus. Oh man, that's insane stuff. Like, but it's it's crazy that world as well. Like what I what we'll call for now the circus lifts. There's things that we. I mean, the human body can do anything. We, this is known facts. Like human body, can, if you put it underneath underneath enough training, enough preparation, even like just going into something like without any knowledge. Like I mean, I've seen some guys. Like I remember I saw some. It was an Islander dude. He just came in and just started doing two hundred kilo deadlifts once at any time fitness, <laughs> and it was his first day in the gym. He says, "Oh, this is just a lightweight. Like, do do strong man." You know, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did that yeah. with uh, Vassa when he came into PTC. Uh, he only squatted like 70 kilos, but then he benched 200 for reps. Like, you probably go right at powerlifting. Oh, yeah. You learn to squat. And, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, he was famous for coming in and just like having a smoke, deadlifting 300 and leaving. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> freaking Islanders, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Islander genetics... Uh, yeah, man, warriors, man. That's that's what they are. They're warriors, and I give them credit for that. Yes. I hope for the rest of us, not too many of them find strongmen <laughs> because we're dead if they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, again, it's a sport they could come in and they'd excel at. Yeah. And that ability to turn aggression on and off mm. is so naturally intrinsic for them. Yeah. It'd be killer for them. Yeah. Uh, oh man, it's you know like the 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 way the the amount of things that are possible in this world that I've seen and like even just hear about what you're doing man like it blows my mind because I've never seen it here and really in Australia like I've seen videos of it like you know 
back in the day as well, Ripley's Believe It or Not or Guinness World Record <laughs> yeah. stuff, you know. But to see and to talk to you about it, that's – it's an eye-opener, you know, yeah, like – You know who else you should have a talk to is Biggie. Biggie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jordan down in South Australia. Yeah. He is an actual circus strongman. So yeah. he now is living the life of a professional circus strongman. Yeah. So he does like Adelaide Fringe Festival – um, he did a world record this year with the heaviest train pull and broke Grant Edwards' record from 95, yeah. which was freaking phenomenal. Um, he's started doing acro, which is where like you catch people and balance people. Yeah, it's I've all body weight stuff. Yeah, I've seen um, some videos so of like that. He does, he's got a world record for a three-high run, which is where he's got two people on his shoulders and he's run like 20 metres as fast as possible. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, so he set the record for that and then broke his own record a few months later. Uh, I reckon he can get that down to 10 seconds or under Yeah, the way he's going. Um, and I saw he's got a giant bar this week as well. And I'm excited because I think, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, Biggie, if you're listening, please do it. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping he's going to do like an overhead press yeah, um, or he's going to do like a back lift or some sort of thing with like five or six people on each side. Damn. Which would just, it look Again, you talk about the spectacle. Yeah, it's a spectacle. It, normal people just look at that and go, what the fuck? And yeah. even strongman people look at that and go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And so, yeah, guys like him, um, like for me, like I'm just doing this shit for fun, right? Like I go pull a bus with my teeth, I change shirt and go to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Big's in a position where he's coaching athletes and he's making a living. He does yeah. a little bit, of, like he does a little security work here and there yeah. on the side as well. But, man... Other than him and I, there's no one yeah, I can't doing really, that sort of... Yeah, I don't see that much in and, a show. And thankfully, you know, I'm not interested in the acro stuff. I don't think Big's interested in the tea stuff. Most people aren't. Yeah. Um, you know, I had one lady at Fitness First at Top Ride who was like, oh, it's so entertaining to watch. <laughs> I'm like, entertaining for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my wife, my yeah. mother-in-law, my mother. Yeah, no, not so not much. So much. <laughs> Yeah, no, my um, my mother-in-law apparently is not a fan. No. Um, and, and then mum's hilarious as well. She's like, for years, mum's like, oh, you know, like, I don't know about this strongman stuff. Like, you're too old anyway. And, you know, like, you should lose some weight. Like, I like you smaller. <laughs> you know, it can't be good, especially with your heart stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the second I'm starting doing stuff for charity it's like oh I'm so proud of you yeah <laughs> you're doing such a good job and it's like uh, I've put on like 10 kilos from last year and she's like oh I'm so proud of you and I'm yeah. like hmm mm. <laughs> funny that it's so, yeah. for a good cause but. so yeah guys you want to do crazy stuff do it for a good cause and then people support you yeah um, and that's then it's true. like oh you're doing it for someone else that's cool <laughs> <laughs> well man we've been doing this for two and a half hours so and I actually do need to get out of here myself so I can talk yeah. strongman all day. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. But, um, look, man, does anybody want to give a shout-out to some social plugs? People can check you out. Just the, the usual, everyone that's looked after me and supported me. You know, I've got some really good mates that have literally been by my side since, like, day one, and they know who they are. And my coach, who thinks he's retired, but he's not retired. <laughs> we're, we're doing at least one Masters comp together. I've told him that at some point. I'm a couple of years off, but... You know, my wife's the, the main one and yeah. you know, everyone that's donated and supported and there's been so many different companies that have helped me out in terms of, you know, giving me knowledge around engineering, 
and you know different surfaces that can make the same pull easier or harder with the exact same vehicle and tires and looking at those aspects and it's all been for you know three really good charities that do just some fucking awesome work yeah um you know like little wings flying kids in from the bush that yeah people like you and i that like our steak guess what without people from the bush we don't get our steak yeah um but they don't get the support and infrastructure in the hospitals that we get in the city yeah so little wings fly them in children's hospital treat them ronald mcdonald house looks after the family with free accommodation yeah Uh, so the three of them what they're doing being so involved i also look now and go okay just because that chapter's finished how do you walk away yeah you, you can't right no, no, you I, I can't i'm so i'm so invested now it's like what's next yeah so is anyone listening that's got a plane uh, <laughs> i'm still looking for a plane puller right <laughs> um and i think the yeah next year i feel like there's I've had a couple things, of playful opportunities come up this year that got car park thanks to COVID. So. Man, honestly, if next one, please invite me. I oh, want to yeah. come there. I want to watch. It, it's got to the point where, like, yeah, I've had aircraft but no airport, or I've had an airport and no aircraft. It's <laughs> yeah. like talking about strongman problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show, my man. Oh, thanks, man. Good to catch up. Hang out.